Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about season three, episode six, This Red Lady from Caribbean. Yay! Yay! I keep wanting to call it The Red Lady. <gasps> Me too! It's not. It's. I've had to like talk myself through this morning when I was getting my notes together and I was like, this, this, this. <laughs> I know, it's just such a weird yeah. way to phrase it. Yeah. So, I don't know if y'all can hear that bird out in the background. But sorry. I've got my windows open. Shut the fuck open. up, bird. Because it's pretty, but it's chirping away. Jesus, nature. I know, right? It's not a squirrel this time. That's true. <laughs> Surprised my cats aren't running out there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, just pretty background noise. Yeah. So, did anyone else catch Bones this week? At least the very end of it. I did not. I turned on my TV a few minutes before Sleepy Hollow started. I was getting myself uh-huh. all situated. And I noticed that Nicholas Gonzalez... Was in this week's episode of Bones. Ah. Do we know who he is? That's Luke, right? That's Luke Morales on Sleepy Hollow. He is credited as Eric Morales. What? On Bones. What? Yes. And now we know they exist in the same universe. Yes. And I was like, no, they did not. Because Luke's dead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, No, his partner died. It It was the partner that died. What the fuck happened to Luke? I don't remember. Because I don't, you know, care because I don't like him. So I guess that's why I never missed him. But no, his partner was the one that died. So I wanted to double check that they weren't trying to put Luke on there. The last we saw was Luke being possessed. Because I thought he was. No, they broke his. No, the demon broke. The demon did. I think that. Uh-uh. Did he like break that was his the, neck or that something? That was the priest. But I thought he killed him while he was, while he was being possessed. I don't think so. Mm, I have to double check. Yeah, we might have Anyway, to but he's Eric Morales. Okay. On the oh Bones episode. I didn't watch it, so I don't know if it was a direct nod or Weird. if it was ever if it was mentioned at all. But after the crossover last week, I was like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. So Um this episode was directed by um okay, and I have this out. Um Olentunde Osinsanme. And um, bless you. He is uh, of Nigerian descent, and actually, um, IMDb and Wikipedia argue with each other on where he was born. Oh, good. Um, so all I know for sure is he is of Nigerian descent, which I think is awesome. Um, and something really cool about him, he's done like a crap ton of TV stuff just this year. Um, he's relatively new to directing. Um, but they brought him in to do uh, an episode of Falling Skies on TNT. And everybody raved about him. They said he was great to work with. And so they lost um, another director for later in that season, couldn't couldn't direct for personal reasons or whatever. And the cast and crew lobbied to get this guy back. Oh, okay. And then he ended up um, directing like, three for the final season including the um the season premiere and he's going to direct the final episode okay so like apparently this guy is is very well liked once you work with him yeah yeah so i think that's really cool that sounds really good um and then it was written by um shernold edwards who uh you will appreciate has written nine episodes of haven oh wow yeah and they were the later they're the later ones oh yeah and she is a woman of color Okay. And, and as is the director, so I thought that was really cool. Um, and also... So this was a really good episode for them to be directing. Yeah, and so she's nice. also credited um, as being a producer for the first two episodes of season three, 
which I would not be surprised if she's a producer for season three and they okay. just haven't caught up to. Sure, because IMDb is really behind right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like he was listed on IMDb, but her I had to go elsewhere to get yeah, well, like the, the information. The judge that's in this episode, mm-hmm. he looked really familiar to me, so I wanted to look up and see Wasn't who he there. was. I can't find him credited anywhere. Yeah. As being in this episode, and I was like, "Really?" Because yeah. he looks familiar, and I wanted to know if I really, if he really was. Um, I just checked the Sleepy Hollow wiki. Mm-hmm. He was killed by Incetiv. Oh, okay, yes. okay. He was killed by Incetiv after being possessed by. So he I'm is surprised dead. I wasn't more. I, I guess I didn't realize because otherwise I would have done a dance or something because well, I did not I th- like him at all. I think we would have been whining about where he was. Yeah, that's true. That's our mo. That so, it, well, it kind of is. He's not with Kindred. <laughs> he's not with the Kindred. He's not with he the Kindred. He did. He did. So that's um, fine. He can't date Abby now. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's why he's not still around. Man, Abby's uh, exes and uh, wannabe significant others don't have great track record. No, they don't. Between him and Andy, man. Poor, poor thing. Yeah. Well, Andy wasn't technically an ex, though. He was just... He wanna, He was a wannabe. He was a wannabe. Yeah. Which don't we all. Bless. I know, right? <laughs> Who doesn't? Well, we've talked about that before. Everybody... Yes, because she's amazing. ...wants some of her, yeah. um, which is just fine. Yeah. So. Uh, well, now what? So what? that that was you did the that was director yeah, and the writer. That was the director and, and, I, and the writer. We went that direction for a second, so <laughs> and then we came back around. That's fine. Um, I wanted to mention to everybody that uh, typically we record on Saturdays, um, but next weekend we're going to be out of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somebody's got a birthday. I don't know who's got a birthday, but anyway, Shania. <laughs> I'll be old again. Friday the 13th, baby. Do I? Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. I'm, I'm, I'm excited gonna, about that. It's going to be fun. It's not even my birthday and I'm excited. I'd ha- it's happened a couple, a few times yeah. in my multiple decades. Okay, 40 of them. Um, well, not 40 decades. No, not 40 decades. Because, Sorry. damn, Whoa. you look great. You I look know, right? great. 400, <laughs> you know, uh, four decades. Plus she moisturizes. I do, a lot. <laughs> some good stuff man uh anyway so Baby's yeah we're, we're going we'll be out of town the so plan is to record per normal from the hotel room from the hotel room but we're just giving the disclaimer that we don't fuck all we don't know what might happen there's no telling what could go wrong yeah um, but hopefully our the, the cast itself will still drop at its regular time yeah in the afternoon we've done hotel recordings before we slept all we our have. equipment with us and we've done it uh we we can do it it's just yeah. a matter of what's going to happen yeah because um, we have lost episodes before. Yes, we have. And had to re-record. It's always fun. Not so, fun. But, yeah. No, it's not at all. So, um, although never, that's never happened on the road. No, it's it's only happened It's here. only happened at home. So, <laughs> knock, knock on wood. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and also, we do have a sponsor. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to run through that real quick. Uh, unofficial, unofficial Natural Fandom Fragrances. Or Oomph. Oomph is our official sponsor. Uh, you can check out their website. We'll have a link in our show notes. We have a link on our front homepage of our website, randomtpodcast.com. So you can go check out their Etsy site. They are not perfumes. They are fragrances. They're based with uh, essential oils and very reasonably priced. Yes. Um, I think they started around $5 a bottle. And you'll notice they're different prices because I, I checked the Etsy store just because I knew we were... N- n- you know, I hadn't been on there in a little while. Um, yeah, they're gonna be dropping their um, their their winter stuff. Yeah, new, they've got new stuff coming out that even I don't know about. Yeah, and um, so 
Uh, you'll notice some of the stuff has different pricing and like why can't they all be like six bucks a bottle? And they they make a really good effort to price based on the ingredients in each blend. Yes. So they don't, and I think this is really great because like they don't want to gouge everybody for that one more no. expensive bottle. No. Or that one more expensive ingredient in right. this one blend. So right. I think that's really, I think that's really ethical. Yeah, they're they're really good about being. That's one of their things, though, is that they want it to be affordable for people. Yep. Uh, but they do. St- I think the lowest they're fans. One, they they understand. are. They are absolutely fans, and everything that they produce, they are a fan of. Like, yeah. um, they have Sherlock scents. They mm-hmm. have Supernatural. They have. Um, the Hogwarts. Hogwarts houses are in there. They've got uh, Jon Snow, which I got for my birthday. Yeah. From them, they sent me Jon Snow. Which I have to smell, by the way. Okay, before you leave, you have yes. to smell Jon Snow. <laughs> Just sounded wrong. Yeah. Uh, they've got Psyduck. They mm-hmm. have the one Psyduck. Um, and, and guys, um, I think they're going to have it again this year, the limited edition Yule Ball. Are they bringing that one back? I, I think hope so we probably need to ask because uh y'all that so. is like christmas in it a bottle it smells like freaking christmas now i do know that they are releasing a limited edition for christmas that's not it's that mystery. one um which it's killing me not knowing which yeah so that'll be fun um it's gonna be different that's all i know okay it'll be great um but yeah and all of the and because essential oils uh Aromatherapy is a yes, real thing. Yes. So these essential oil scents, fragrances, do have some properties. Mm-hmm. And all of them are listed out, which which one's in what and what they're... The com- they're combined... To, they're each specifically combined together for a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I use... And I know I talk about this in all the podcasts, but it's the one I use consistently. Yes. Is Moriarty. Mm-hmm. Because the scents are blended together for uh, anxiety. And I'm glad you mentioned that you put it on your pillow at night because I never even thought about that. I just douse myself in the mornings yeah and um and because they're not perfumes the scents don't stick around the very scents long. don't stick around very long or you don't which think they do to me is a good thing yeah because i think we've all had that lady in the next queue oh my gosh yeah that wears way too much perfume right and you just want to you know hit with something um yeah, we have policies against that at my office because yeah. for that very reason so i like the idea of putting it in your on, on your pillow mm-hmm. and making it a pillow spray because yeah. then you get a nice little face full of it before you go to sleep and it's good yeah. stuff so but yeah, yeah they're, they're really they're really good stuff I, spray, I, yeah just spray on the pillows uh please also, do check them out uh yeah, so you want to put it on your skin. You don't want to spray this on your clothes. You want yeah. to put it in your skin so it absorbs in. Um, and that's they explain all of that on the website. Um, but yeah, it's great stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. But so if you use our code Random Tea Podcasts on their website, you will get ten percent off any orders five dollars or more. Yep. Uh, so check them out. They're great. Christmas we love them. is coming. Yeah, Much Christmas like is coming. And if you have a friend who's in the fandom and you don't know what to get them, mm-hmm. or they're check in a fandom out. that you're not familiar with. Because I think Correct. we've all probably been there. We've going, all been I there. I don't know really what's going on with this. But yeah, so uh, let's see. do check them out, please. Oh, they do have uh, Harley and the Joker. They do indeed. Uh, and while they do not have Sleepy Hollow. Yet. Yet. We have asked. We have asked. <laughs> uh, they do have many, many fandoms that they're working on. It's yeah. just a matter of uh, cost and demand. Yeah. Supply and demand. So and if you if you would do. love for them to do a Nicobot or an Abby or a Jenny, oh, yeah, let email. Know. Let them know. Yeah, because the more they have of that one, they're more likely to do it. Exactly. So, uh, although can we all agree nobody wants to smell like Henry Parrish? Amen. Nobody wants to Amen. smell like that. Ichabod would smell like books. Yeah, and maybe a little bit of leather. I don't know how you would do that naturally. 
Because it's all yeah, natural. Yeah, because it is all natural. That's their I thing. That's, you know, that's why they don't have a rose. Mm-hmm. They have the four off. They have uh, Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. They've done 9, 10, 11, and 12. You know why they don't have rose? Why? It's because they the uh, the essential oil for rose is so expensive. Yeah, it'd be cost prohibitive for them. They can't justify the cost. Yeah. That's why they don't have a rose. And they're, they're still looking for a natural alternative for their, I think, of how to, how to put that together. Yeah. Without it being so pricey. That it would price everybody out of it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the one reason why they don't have a rose. I like that thought process, though. That's, so, that's Because they want it. Now, they could use a fake But they're not going to do that. But they don't want to do that because the whole point is that they want it to be natural. And I think that's awesome. Um, And they're sticking to their guns with that. And I love it. That's what I love about the company. Yeah. Other than stuff just smells really good. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so there's that. Okay. Uh, We've got some precast feedback. And some postcast feedback. And postcast feedback. So uh, we're going to start with some precast feedback. Uh, Joe. Yes. Send us an email. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, great-granddad. Thank you so... Oh, congratulations on the yes. great-granddaughter, by the way. Uh, that's op- That's just beautiful. Uh, send us a bunch of stuff that I was really excited to read about. Yes, I was too. Um, so, We totally see. texted each other. Oh, yeah, we totally did. And we talked about this in the car the other day. We did. Uh, he sent uh, about Pandora's mission, because before tonight's episode, or this episode, yeah. we, and we're still kind of not kinda clear iffy. on it. Uh, but he sent me uh, Revelation 17. Okay. Uh, Revelation 17, 3. I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And then Revelation 17, 4 says, And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color. Now, I went and checked the 1611 King James Bible that I bookmarked, mm-hmm. even though we've never, we haven't touched George Washington's Bible in I don't know how long. I still wanted to see what it said, if it said anything. So, and it's it almost exactly okay. the same. Just the spelling was weird. Um, by the way, he spells scarlet color, C-O-L-O-U-R. Oh, there you go. Mm, my favorite. Um, British spelling is just my thing. So he goes on to point out, is Pandora's plant the seven-headed dragon? Uh, ten horns equal thorns. Well, unfortunately, Joe, this particular episode blew that theory out of the water. Yeah, with the six. Because apparently it's six. Yeah. So, but honestly, that could have just been, okay, how long can we feasibly drag this out without driving people crazy with I these know. damn flowers? Absolutely. And it might have been everybody agreed that six was probably. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, yeah. He says, I have not counted the branches for the number of necks, but it seems possible. In a fantasy context. And mm-hmm. he's absolutely right. And that thing's gotten huge. It has gotten huge. And before tonight's episode, I was going along with it. I said, that mm-hmm. sounds great. I'm, let's see if this happens. And I'm sorry, but it didn't. Um, he says, purple and scarlet are the colors of the blossoms. Are they the adornments as Pandora accompanies the beast? We still don't know where what's happened. Y- yeah. she. What did one tweet say? She opened a door to Narnia. So, yeah, there's Narnia. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah, there's, for, uh, for all the hell actually, we I've know. seen that a couple of times. Okay, people talking about well, Narnia in reference to Pandora and to Zoe and Ichabod, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, Joe, that kind of got blown out of the water. 
Uh, but he goes on but with the a- scarlet. The scarlet and purple is interesting that because really is they showed it in the previews again, and it was one of the blossoms was was uh, red, and the rest of them were purple. So yep. I, they probably are still touching on it. Yeah, I think because that's cool. The whole witnesses and end times, they're kind of tying that in together. So, mm-hmm. but I'm but thank you, Joe, for sending that to us because I would never have thought to go look. Yeah. Exactly. I kind of was giving up on the Bible passages. Well, unless they specifically mention it. We're right. Exactly. Going uh, for them. So thanks for bringing that to our attention. That's, yes, that's the kind of stuff we cool. want uh, people to tell us when we miss things like, because see, I would totally have missed it. Yeah. The connection. Uh, so he goes on to talk about Atticus Nevin. Uh, Joe says, I think he's an artifact protector like Corbin, not black market. Sorry again. I really feel like this episode. Yeah, this episode kind of like Sorry. pooped on some of that. Yeah. But it's he I, hey. seem pretty damn malevolent. But, you know, I never once even thought of Atticus in that light. No, I immediately thought yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, and he says the Moloch Shard may be in the possession of Team Witness. We don't know. Be nice if they had told us. That's possible. I would like to know where it is, though. Uh, who are also in possession of the Shard of Anubis. Mm-hmm. It may be too dangerous for both to be in the same possession. So instead of revealing himself to Team Witness, he steals it. It was a really good theory until they kind of pooped until on they it. gave us until they kind different. of made him a bad guy. But I didn't think of it that way. I didn't either. So that's kind of like um, uh, Infinity Stone logic, where they're like, "Okay, we've got the ether over here. Yes. We can't have it with the Tesseract." And yes, so, but that's that's horrible. it. Was a good theory at the time, and then the episode aired, and sorry. Uh, but he does go on to say that Sophie is Atticus's Jenny. Yes. Which she is. Yes. Um, so. Although not nearly as well-schooled as right. one Jennifer. Mills. Yeah. But it was good to see a different perspective. Yeah. On his character. Yeah. Uh, that was enjoyable. Uh, he does go on to, he does, he explains to me why Hal was holding his hand up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, because I was like, okay, she shot him in the hand, but why, why was on his earth was he up? holding his hand up? Yeah. It was stupid. Uh, how uses the hand up to control the zombie army, kind of a zombie body language. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense now. Because we did see him do it before. And we both bitched about it. When he pulled him, <laughs> well, when he pulled him out of the vault. Yeah. He, he had- put the hand up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I totally missed that. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for pointing that out. Uh, and so... Uh, now, this next part, Joe tells me that, uh, feel free to disregard this entire rant, but I don't want to because it made too much sense to me. Okay. He's talking about Daniel. Uh, and it, I, it's still, even after this episode, it still makes perfect sense. Okay, hit me He's with it. He's absolutely right, I think, in my opinion. He says, I think Daniel can be trusted to do what is best for Daniel. Mm-hmm. He uses the talents of others to achieve his goals. Weaseling his way into the good graces of his corporate superiors, then discarding past relationships, lest the truth become known. When Abby comes in to beg off on their dinner, he pours them drinks and talks about how they can benefit each other. Abby's face belies the realization that he wants to, quote, use her again. Why does he confront Abby with pictures of Jenny and Joe meeting, also in quotes, with Sophie when it is clearly visible she has been discovered? She is holding a gun on them for crying out loud. It would not be a problem if he didn't feel it would jeopardize his sting. Face it, Daniel is a lazy asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't really I, like him. That's, I, I like Daniel less and less with every episode. Yeah, because he seemed really amiable when we first started until, um, 
you know, I noticed that he didn't, uh, it was pointed out to us that he didn't shake Ichabod's hand a little. But yeah, the more we see of him, the more I'm like, I don't like him. The more I dislike him. Yeah. And the less I trust him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree. He's absolutely, he can only, he will only help himself. Oh yeah. That's his total focus. Yeah. That's all he cares about. Uh, so. And I was hoping with this episode he was going to get forced to be no. like, hey, look at all this other shit that's going on. Yeah. But no, he no. did not. So, uh, Joe goes on to say, I think Abby pushes Ichabod to Zoe to see if that type of relationship is what he wants. When Ichabod is around Zoe, he acts like a 12-year-old with his first infatuation. Damn, doesn't he? Yeah, he he does. Doesn't he, though? So much. Nail, meat, head. Yeah. (laughs) You nailed it, Joe. Um, And he goes on to say, episode's face changes briefly in every episode. Hmm. I don't know that I ever noticed that before but yeah okay uh, this is talking about the halloween yeah bit. yeah um he says i figured the bony ridges and yellow eyes was to show she is a demon i'm not convinced she's a demon yet though i'm not either and we talked about this because we both watch supernatural yes and in supernatural to give you guys the short of it who don't watch it um demons possess humans and they and they're like meat suits and when they show themselves when they to clarify whether or not they're a demon, they their eyes black. They flash out. black eyes. Um, so, but in this universe, and demons used to be people. Yes. In this universe, that like sold their soul or whatever, whatever. Yeah, in yeah. this universe, Moloch, Moloch was a demon. Was a demon. Was a demon. Yes. Moloch was never human. Correct. So, and so far, he's really the only, I guess, quote unquote, demon that's not a monster. And this may be this may be my distinction. That's splitting hairs. But but for I mean, me, like demons in this universe have not been established to have once been human true and i but they do possess humans yes but i'm but only certain possession demons like ancetif i don't know that moloch could possess a the person sandman but he the sandman really wasn't considered him. he wasn't considered a demon yeah so but, so i'm just kind of going to err on the fact that based on if pandora's story was true about her father and being sold into slavery and all that she was originally human she was originally human okay so i don't know that she's a demon um, her story's just still not clarified. We're I don't all, know what she is. We're all guessing. Yeah. We're all so, still guessing. I, I don't know. I, I kind of tend to believe that she's a bit more powerful than that. Okay. Um, well, you could have you have different levels of power within being a demon, too. True. There's a hierarchy there, just true, like there true, are true. With, with angels, as we've touched on in the past. Yeah. But but Joe's calling her a demon, so... Okay. He's, he's putting his... Uh, well, she's not good. That's his... Well, that's true. He's put his, uh, his stamp on that theory. There you go. And if it turns out that she is a demon, he gets all, all rights to, uh, to being right, to being right, bragging rights. That's what yes, I'm looking for. He gets bragging rights. rights. Um, but he goes on to say, "You mentioned that Pandora has killed, but I can't remember anyone she has personally killed. It has always been Monster of the Week as the killer." Yeah, we couldn't either. And then we got you to thinking, thinking about, about it. it, and we're like, you know, you called us on it. I'm pretty sure I just was talking out of my ass. We were wrong. <laughs> We were wrong, so, wrong, yeah, wrong, that's, wrong, but, that, wrong. but that's an interesting distinction. It's true. Because I don't, he's right. I don't I've think ranted, we've seen her. I've ranted before about the fact that she seems to be more powerful than the monster she's setting against everybody. And if she mm-hmm. really wanted to get this done, I feel like with the with the amount of power she has shown to have, she should be able to do this shit herself. Right, but she's super powerful. But there might be magical rules that they're not explaining to us. And how, when have they ever explained magical rules to us? I don't know. But apparently, she had to have this so. ceremony happen for her to do the thing. Right. I don't know. I don't know what the thing is. Hopefully, they'll explain right. it to us. So, but yeah, she has never personally killed. Yes. 
that we well i don't know i'm still kind of up in the air about whether or not headless is dead i don't think he's dead i think he's trapped and the only reason i say that is because i think if the writers get into a corner i think they've left it open for him to come to back to pull him back out yeah. To be like, look, Headless is back. This is fun and so new and interesting. So if the plan doesn't work, we still got you in our back pocket. And yes. I think without Headless, it's not Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And so. the threat of him. Because we we have kind of strayed away from the whole, this is the apocalypse and he's a horseman of the apocalypse thing. So, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think he's, he's gone. No, I hope not. So, yeah. uh, so anyway, thanks, Joe. Yeah. So now we have an email from Jasmine. Okay. Who writes in to us and she says, I recently ran across your Sleepy Hollow pod- podcast and gasped in happy shock. We like that. That's nice. That's the that's that's what we're going for here. Yeah. Uh, happy shock. Well, she goes on to explain because there aren't many podcasts still discussing Sleepy Hollow. Now, I want to interrupt my own reading of this email and explain <laughs> to everyone why we're here. The reason why we started this podcast is because we could not find a podcast that we were happy with covering Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Or Gotham. Yes. And because we could not find podcasts for those two shows, we decided to start Random Tea Podcasts. We did. So, Jasmine, thank you. Uh, that was really this sweet. is This is exactly why we started this podcast, yeah. because we couldn't find a podcast that, that we wanted. That really fit what we wanted. Right. So we became the podcast we felt we deserved, <laughs> which that line kind of belongs on the Gotham podcast, yeah. but there it is. Yeah. Um, so thank you for listening to us. Um, she goes on to say, I listened to it and let out an overjoyed yas. <laughs> I love her. You have no idea how often I say that in my tags you on do. my personal Tumblr. I'm like, yeah. I usually go with yes. Yeah. Like a snake. Um, But she says, because you guys actually talk about and discuss Abby's storyline. And you ship Abby. Hell yeah, we do. In in parentheses. So Uh, much. I was so happy my eyes got watery. Aww. Um, There are so many Sleepy Hollow podcasts that would only discuss Ichabod's story and the monsters while mostly, if not completely, glossing over Abby like she isn't there. And that's a damn, that's a damn crime. That is a huge damn shame because Abby's half the story. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so frustrating because as much as I love the character of Ichabod, I also really love the character of Abby, and it made me sad that most of the podcasts would rarely talk about her. I'm so happy that you can actually see Abby in the things she does and says. Yay. Boy, do we. we oh, love we do. Abby. I love Abby. It's a partnership, man. It's a team. It is, and you have to treat it like a team. So she goes on about Ica Abby. Oh. I don't necessarily think that Abby and Ichabod being in a romantic relationship would change the show's dynamic or get boring. Well, maybe with these writers it would because they can't seem to consistently write a strong and compelling monster of the week every week. <laughs> True. That's the only problem I can think of why Ica Abbey can't happen now. Weak monster storylines. I see the connection. I can, I can understand that. Uh, the reason I say this is because I think that people think the dynamic will change because the monster stories this season are not that strong or compelling enough to begin with. I would think that having stronger monster stories would keep non-shippers engaged in that story and not worry about romance unless they just don't want the leads together. And and I think that's a really good point because um, I've come across things on the interwebs where there are people that are like, I don't want any romance shit. That's not what I'm here for. And that's fine. And that's fine. So, But it doesn't have to be about a romance. But they're, they're making it like about the romance crap anyway. Right. They're so, already doing that. But I could I could definitely understand them being a little gun shy. Plus, we've talked about it. It is a known curse on TV shows. You get the two leads together romantically and shit goes downhill. It's very hard to do well. 
Not to say that it can't be done. And she has a good point that these writers haven't been doing so good so far. Yeah, look at Ichabod and Katrina together. Mm. 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 So, yeah. Mm. So, I thought that was a good point. So, hire the right writers. There you and go. And it might be okay. Or fanfic because, writers. Because Just there are some writers. shows. Okay, we we talk and we we talk about Bones because yes. the re, one of the reasons why we quit watching Bones is because Booth and Bones got together and, and it, it got so schmaltzy and so just boring. Oh, but well, it was also the fact that it was so sudden. Yes, killed me. Now, on the same show, there's Hodges and Angela. Yes, that was an on again, off again, on again, off again, and then they finally did get married, and it worked out okay. And we both shipped that. Absolutely. But they also don't put it in your face. Every five seconds. Yes. Like they do with Booth and Bones. So yes. if they could write Ica Abby and them get together, but it not be a central part of the show, yeah. they might can get away with it. Yeah. Um, so anyway. So uh, she goes on to say, uh, I think a big part of what that has to do with the procedural formula they are doing this season. Having them defeat the monsters at the end of every episode makes it seem too easy for them. They have no challenge. Sometimes I feel like Sleepy Hollow needs some monster cliffhangers so that it makes it harder for the witnesses, build suspense, and so the writers can write in some logic. L- <laughs> she, she adds in LOL because you know there is no logic. There is And no she logic. knows. And she knows. Everybody knows that. She laughed at her own statement. Um, <laughs> that doesn't leap so far to speed up the story. Um, I do still need to point out that the Kindred is yeah. still out there. Yeah. So. Well, and I think. Because I will bring it up every time I have a chance. I think what they're, what, if I was a Sleepy Hollow writer, I'm going to put my fake hat on. Um, I think what they would go is, but the, but the bigger one is Pandora. She's the cliffhanger. And, mm. but I agree with you. Like, can we not maybe wrap everything up into a neat little bow every single week? All right. Have have some two, like, and I think they did it really well with, um, what was it? Indispensable Man and Bad Blood. Yeah. That was a two-episode arc uh-huh. that I think really flowed nicely into each other. Yes, it did. Um, you had the last two, Awakening and Tempest Fugit, mm-hmm. um, of season two that I think, well, they tend to do it with the finales. Um, you so caught yourself there, did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Maybe because, you know, sometimes the monster of the week can get a little stagnant. It does. So. It does. Although, admittedly, with the episode we're about to discuss, those six together while tight neatly tied up every single episode leads into this bigger this bigger one and our with our sixth one yeah tie it tied up but it led into the next story because because so it kind of is all flowing together and from what we find out it wasn't so much pandora's need that the monster succeed in that it, it that's not what the, she was it brings the witnesses down exactly. just that it existed at all and did right. something now again jasmine did write this to us before this episode yes, aired that's so true. um and she did write us after Yay. so we'll have more from her afterwards which is great because i like her her point of view uh, she does go on to say, I think adding a few kisses between Ica and Abby wouldn't hurt if the monster stories were a little stronger no, and they hurt. had established rules for their canon universe. That would be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? I would give anything for established rules in this universe, uh, but there are anything. none. And she goes on to say, Icky Abby, five ever. Yeah. Which, as we all know, five ever is longer than forever. It is. Um, so she goes on. Uh, also, is it just me that cringes every time the writers make Abby bring up Zoe to Ichabod? It's not just you. It's not just you. I promise you. So, so many people. Most most of my texting Janya um, during the episode on the Zoe scenes is, I don't like her. Please make her stop. Why won't she stop? Why is she still here? I and don't I, like her. And I have to text back, nobody likes her. No. So, <laughs> she does. She talks me down a little bit. I do. Bit. Um, uh, she goes on to say, 
I, I feels weird to me. It probably. No, no. Well, I'm, I'm sure she meant the, it. Okay, I hope so. Um, <laughs> she, People she, typos. She's writing like I talk. Yeah. <laughs> which I, bless you. Maybe she knew you were going to read it. Yeah, she knew I'd be reading it. Uh, weird to me because, because I don't think we've seen Abby meet or even talk to Zoe on screen. We have not. I don't know that we have. It just makes me a little uncomfortable because of the black best friend trope. Uh, I could see that. I totally see that. But I didn't think about it that way until yeah. uh, Jasmine pointed out. She says, I think that if I had seen the meat on screen, I wouldn't mind as much. I could see that. I would also I love to think see Abby intimidate the shit out of her. Because you know she would because she's Yeah, you, she's hurt, my, you hurt my Ichabod and I'll yeah. take, yeah, with a shotgun. Oh my God, can we please have that conversation? Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, we need that one. The, the overprotective friend. Because I'm that person. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she, she closes with, can't wait to hear the next podcast. Well, you're hearing it now. <laughs> it looks like a really cool episode. And it was. Yeah. So that's our, uh, those are our pre-feedbacks. Yes. So we'll have more afterwards. So stay tuned for that. Yes. Um, I think I have one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sorry. I totally went yeah, so, um, yeah. In, into left field. Uh, so, um, yeah. So if you guys want to tell us what you think about episodes, uh, if you see any, if you have any of your own theories, let's get them on air. Yeah. So you can have your bragging rights. Yeah, seriously. Um, if there's something we've missed, like Joe has pointed out to us, and Jasmine mm-hmm. has pointed out a couple of things that we missed. Uh, Miss Charlotte has, too. Miss Charlotte has in the past, too. Because guess what I noticed this episode? Abby's boobs. I totally did it. Yeah. Yeah. She's got some serious boobage going on. Yeah. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> no, seriously. No, really. No, really, thanks. Thank you. Um so, yeah, but you can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, you can. Or you can tweet at us um, on random tea podcast, at randomtcasts, if I could say it properly, yeah. on the Twitters. Yeah, it's shortened because of the character. Yeah. Character, character limit. limit. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us on the Tumblers at randomtpodcasts.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. As an added bonus, if you follow us on either Twitter or Tumblr, you will know exactly when all of our podcasts drop. Yes. Yes, you will. And because there are other podcasts. There are other podcasts that we do Gotham. We do, as previously mentioned. Yes. Um, and we also do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We do do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Which is which we're kind of trying to do in order, and hopefully soon we'll get another couple of those in there. Yeah. And um, we're also doing just non-Marvel movies, random yeah, movies, which much. we would love suggestions on that. That would be great. Uh, which recently we just did Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. So... Uh, so yeah, and there's all that, and that's a lot of information. You can find it all on our website at randomtpodcast.com. Yep. Yay, so that's all the pimping? Yes. Okay, I have one more thing I wanted to discuss before you hit the recap. Okay. Uh, usually when we have a new character come on, I go and check out the actor. I haven't really been doing that. Uh-huh. So I wanted to check out Atticus Nevins. Okay. Because he seems like he's going to be a pretty significant player. Yes. Uh, he is played by Bill Irwin. So I went to go look at his filmography. To see who Mr. Bill Irwin is. Who is he? He's Mr. Noodle. <laughs> from Sesame Street's Elmo World. Oh my god. Atticus Nevins is Mr. Noodle. I will never trust Elmo again. <laughs> he employs convicts. Apparently. Well, we don't know that he's Well, no. But, I don't know. but, yeah, no. He's characters. He has played Mr. Noodle. I think he's, I think it dates back to, like, 93. Oh, my gosh. To 2009 or something. Wow. So, he's been Mr. Noodle for a long, long time. That is good to know. Uh, he also voices the robot uh, TARS in the film Interstellar. 
Okay. And he's been on a bunch of other stuff, but those were the things that just really stood out to okay. me. Mr. I couldn't get past Mr. Noodle. Okay. Because he's been on this, the series, and he's been in specials, and I was looking through his filmography, and it Noodle. just kept popping Noodle. up. Mr. Noodle, Noodle. Mr. Noodle, Mr. Noodle. I'm like, really? <laughs> so I checked his Wikipedia page. Most Best known for his role as Mr. Mr. Noodle. Noodle. All right. Well, I'm sure we're going to take him seriously now. Mr. Noodle has broke bad. <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> he's broke scary. So, all right, um, I am done babbling, and I'm going to let you babble for now. Okay. Oh, wow, for a while now. Okay, words. See, I need to stop. Yeah. Uh, so we start out, and I love this because it looked really intense and weird, and we don't know. We just get like tied on Ichabod's face, and there's all this flames and knives, and you're like, "What the fuck's going on?" And uh, they're they're at a hibachi restaurant um, with uh, with 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 Zoe, and this is this is the date. Yeah. So already I don't like it. And, and Crane's got the fruity beverage going I on. I love that which, so much. It's got like like three different kinds of fruit and an umbrella and it's great. Yes. And uh, Jasmine, I think Jasmine actually says something about that. Yes. In the post-feed cast and I, I we'll think, talk about that there. Didn't our Nani message this morning from Tumblr say something about that too? Mm, I can't remember. I will double check. Um, And so uh, <laughs> it's it's very awkward, which right away, can I just say it's awkward when you have to sit at a table full of strangers anyway. Yes, but then again, it's not just the two of you, which can be... Which can be pretty, a little... It's its own level of awkward. Yeah. And so uh, he's like, so what is your favorite childhood yeah. toy? Oh, okay. Nani didn't Um, it. And... Uh, and then he asks her all these weird, awkward questions, and finally she realizes um, he's they he has uh, quoted a um, questions to ask on a first date thing from the internet because Which she is has it too. So something I would have done, yeah, because she has it too. Because it's been a little while since I've been on a date. I don't need one, thank you very much. Yeah. And so Ichabod's like, and this is why, right here. Yeah, Ichabod's like, I'm sorry, but you know. Maybe we both found the same thing, so we both must have been kind of nervous. And she was like, yeah, we were nervous, but it was good. It was a good kind of nervous. Whatever. And I'm like, nah, for you. Okay, so here's my question. Okay. Uh, there's the whole, there's the chef, and he's doing his thing. He's like, does the little garbage on the, the oven, or mm-hmm. whatever that's called. Uh, the hibachi. The grill. Grill, that's the word I'm looking for. And he, like, taps the tip jar, uh-huh. which every hibachi grill I've ever been at does not have a tip jar. So Yeah, we don't have what is that? tips down I here. I worked at a Japanese restaurant. Yes, you did. And we did not have those. So um, Yeah. Anyway, my question is. Okay. Outside of the incredulity of the scene. Okay. Ichabod tips. Yes. Where did he get the money? Abby. That's really the only answer. Based on the evidence we have. Which is none. To quote Sherlock Holmes. Oh, true. true. Um, th- this is the only explanation that we have that fits the evidence that we have. So Abby gave him money to take Zoe out on a yeah. date. Abby. Abby. Don't fund this. Abby. Don't fund this. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, yeah. So I don't like it. Again. Again, I don't like Ichabod it. Ichabod needs to get a job. Yeah. And uh, so he's like... Um, he kind of makes an allusion to, well, it's been a it's been a while since I've been on a first. <laughs> it's date. only been two hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> and so we move on to uh, the FBI building, and um, Abby's at her desk, and Reynolds comes over, and so we know that we missed the immediate explanation of the Jenny Joe photograph. And I'm still having a fit over it. You know how I hate plot holes. I know. I what happened I wanted in the conversation? to hear. I wanted it to pick up right from there and to hear her explanation, um, but. Uh, he uh she she figures right away that he wants to know 
if um, she's contacted Jenny yet about this whole Nevins business. And she's like, um, I'm working on it, but... Um, well, we're supposed to have a sit down tonight. Yeah, I'm working on it, but and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let this get in the way of my career. Da 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 da. And um, he's like, uh, Reynolds is like, yeah, because um, you know, if we get this bust, it'll be it'll be big for me. He'll own the map. Yeah. We'll just put him on the map. He'll own the map. And, yeah. Um, uh, I just want to say, Joe, you are one hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This I really mean, enforced right here, a lot of that. Because after reading the, his his email mm-hmm. and then seeing the scene with Daniel, I was like, oh, there it is. Yep. Right there. It'll. Yep. I will own the map. Yeah. Not we. Not we. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I noticed that, too. I was like, mm, I got my back up. I so, didn't like it. I would also like to say that Abby looked very nice. Abby looks fabulous in this episode. I liked what they did with her hair. Yeah. I like that they did some, they're doing different stuff with her hair. It's yeah. not just being pulled back in a ponytail. I did not like her hair in the first couple episodes. No. I like it. But in the first couple of seasons, yeah, they it's barely been, it's changed been her hair up. Lot, yeah. pull, which, you know, I pull my hair. That's all I yeah, do with it. Yeah, if we're going realistic, we both but, have our hair pulled yeah, back right now. But, uh, but she does have a, a, a job with more prestige mm-hmm. and a more face time with mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And you see that change in her character physically. Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm was glad to see that. Yeah. Yay team. But she looked nice. She did look nice. Oh, uh, I think my favorite line from this scene is he pulled 31 flavors of favors. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you have that many favors when you've been in the Bureau nine whole months, but what ifs? I'm telling you, he, if I wish they would, all they would have to say is he He, had this many years on. he was in naval intelligence or. Yeah. His military background. He worked with the New York police department for 10 years. Something that gives him this much. Of a uh, boost. Over her. Because the timeline on this just, it makes my head hurt no. if I think too hard about it. Um, so we go to Pandora, and she's in her weird, like, ruin or whatever the fuck it is. And it's upside down. Yeah, and she's upside down. Um, and it's weird, and water's dripping. And it used to be bad. I mean, it used to be cool. Yeah. Like bad. It was cool. Yeah. When we used to, they used to use this before, but. Yeah. It was just disorienting. Mm. Um, so she, uh, she's looking at her, her baby fear tree, who is now a big fear tree, and she's like um, talking about the last flower. It's close, and she's like fondling the area where the flower is going to grow, <laughs> and like being all happy. And um, she she needs she needs uh, one last emissary to kickstart the fear for the blossom or whatever. Right. So I think it, she's clarifying here that she's collecting different kinds of fear, different types. Yes. Okay. Which we kind of thought before. We're questioned, is that what she's doing? Yeah. And here... We kind of got confirmation gets, of that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How dare that? You explain something <gasps> slightly a little bit. Um, and so she uh, she summons the Red Lady from Caribbean. Now, I could not find any mythology on that specific, type, that specific lady from Caribbean. I Were there other insect I went, ladies? I went four pages deep into Google. Ooh, into the search? With Red Lady from Caribbean. Okay. And it was all Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. So, um, but then I checked, okay, from Caribbean, is Caribbean a location? I think that's just a nice way to say Caribbean. It right? rhymes. Okay. It rhymes. 
Caribbean is a lot easier to rhyme than, than Caribbean, Caribbean or Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah, either one of those words. Depending Caribbean on how you pronounce is easier it. to pronounce. But I did find that Caribbean is a brand of outdoor gear in Australia. That's excellent to know. Yeah, so, I'm glad I know that now. Um, yeah, because I, I was like, okay, well, where's Caribbean? Is it a place? Yeah. But because, and we've talked about rhyming spells. Yes, before. rhyming is, is very important. It is very important in spells. So there you go. But they're looking for the fear of fear itself. Yes. And um, so she summons this, which I was, I'm kind of, gl- I was, okay, if I can form a sentence. Wow. Um, I was surprised the way they handled this red lady from Caribbean. Um, I expected it to be a pretty lady, but I'm kind of glad they didn't do that because mm, I was kind we've of done that. I was like, is this going to be like a succubus kind of thing? And so she looked very like the lady herself was not like, you know, either attacking or interacting with people. It was as the swarm. And so when she did assemble, she had those big insect eyes. And but, so I think it was interesting because I, I it was different. I'm they didn't go the route that I expected them to. And I was, I was really pleasantly pleased with that. That we didn't have another sexy woman. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's so done in the show. Cause although she, she has a pretty. very pretty dress, she's, pretty. she's an insect lady. And uh, well, and her head was wrapped up. Yeah. But we can get yeah. to the details of that. So uh, our next scene is we go to um, this, who we find out later is a judge. Um, he goes into his who office. Who was he? Hmm? I who was he? I don't know because you said he's not credited on IMDb he looks, yet. He looks familiar. He looks very familiar. But I could not figure out who he was. He could be one of those actors that's literally in like every episode of television. He could be, but I wanted to know who he was, and I can't find him. So if anybody knows who this act- actor is, I would like to know, please. Okay. Um. So he enters his office, and um, we get a uh, buzzy buzz from this bug. And the very first thing he starts to do is to collect it in a cup and release it, which I thought was nice. It kind of shows what kind of a guy he is. Yeah, no. And but it uh, it manages to sting him, and then more bugs come in, it was, and it's a bug swarm. The CGI was so bad. Yeah. So. And you know, bad. every time I see like a bug swarm, and I'm like, that's CGI. I picture them filming it. And the person having to freak out with nothing. Oh, yeah. There's a scene later where, where Abby's battling them. And I'm like, that poor woman. I know. I'm like, I mean, did they have a tennis ball and a stick going, they're over here. They're over here. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so we go, the next day, we go to, um, we go to this, whatever uh, government building this courthouse. is. It's got to be a courthouse. And um, Abby's uh, talking to Ichabod because he is going to have hearing on his case of smuggling all this shit in this tablet into the country thank you for starting to fill in the plot hole oh okay because you were like why the fuck are they there no oh well oh, you well, mean the show yeah the show itself yes. bringing it back around yes that he still has this immigration Thing looming over him yeah that they because brought it back this around because this is going to get in the way of his immigration probably so they they want to get a this, nationalization too yes, yeah they want to get this this uh wiped away and abby's like you lucked out with judge crisdale because he's a he's a revolutionary history buff and so all you have to do i mean this is going to be really easy but she's like don't screw this up <laughs> Um, Because I know how you get. And she's like, just just charm him and let's move on. It's a great uh, pep talk. Yes. Until they run into. Yeah. And well, but first uh, she asks about Zoe. Oh, yeah. I was trying and to. And he says it was an unmitigated disaster. And I was like, yes, it was. Don't so don't do ask her out again. again. Don't do don't it do again. Don't do it. And he asks about Daniel. And then she's like, anyway. But well, she, he, how's your 
Mr. Reynolds. And is, she's like, he's, he's not, not mine. mine. And so uh, we just friends. And so um, just as they're about to go in the courtroom, Ichabod's lawyer runs by and says that the judge has gone crazy. And I loved it because Abby, the, the guy walks by and he goes, the judge has gone crazy. And he walks away and Abby's like, was that your lawyer? lawyer? And he was like, yeah. Yes. So, um, so they go into the courtroom and the judge is uh, screaming at everybody because people were fleeing the room. And he's like, everybody needs to stay. And the, the bailiff is even <laughs> like, are you okay? Oh, yeah. The lawyers are like, are you all right? Yeah, because apparently this is completely out of character for him. Yes. And um, so he starts uh, he starts getting progressively worse until um, this woman objects and he orders the bailiff to shoot her. Which, you well, know. She's just trying to get him to call a doctor and he's done. Yeah, because he's got, he's got visible. Her. Yeah. He's got visible welts. like welts and stuff yeah. all over him. And um, Ichabod, of course, tries to tries to charm him. Um, and it didn't work. And but technically he, no, but he does get a glimpse of bugs taping taking the form of a woman, and then it they they go out through a nearby air vent. So sure, he has to get that glimpse of it to go. Oh, I think I know what this is. Of course he does. And so um, the judge starts starts yelling about how he can't trust anybody, and he's clearly like super paranoid, and <laughs> then he just collapses. And um, Abby runs up and checks, and he's dead. Okay, Abby needs to put some gloves in her freaking pocket. This is the second time she's been touchy-touchy without gloves. She doesn't know what that woman, that man was... Yeah, because, I mean, that could be uh, infectious disease leaving. Yeah, they don't know that that was an insect bite. No. Like, okay, so yeah, I don't know. She she just touches him. She's just touchy. And I was like, And, um... So, uh, <laughs> and this part, this bothered you because you mentioned this to me right away. Ichabod's oh, yeah. like, the creature responsible for this isn't finished. And you're just like, yeah, just talk about it out in the open in front of everybody. Well, you can see like the, uh, the, one of the lawyers, cause they've, they've snuck it. I say snuck. They've gotten most of the people out of the room. Yeah. But one of the lawyers that was engaged in the conversation, you can see her standing in the background behind him as yeah. he's saying these things. And I'm like, there are people around. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not talk about the secret war out loud like that in front of the regulars. So, yeah. I know. The civilians. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we go to um, Abby and Jenny sit down. And Abby, uh, Abby goes to the bar and Jenny's working. And uh, she lets her know what's going on with the whole uh, Reynolds saw you talking to Sophie thing. And um, Jenny's like, so tell me about this case. And Abby's like, I can't tell you anything about it, except for then she tells her a little bit about it. And uh, she's like, y'all need to stay away from this guy. And Jenny's like, yeah, that's Joe's not going to be happy about that. And Abby's like, well, I'll, I'll talk to him. And Jenny's like, no, I'll talk to him. I got him into this. I will explain it to him. We got into this together. And so I thought that was, I thought that was nice. But I, I thought it was nice that Abby was willing to talk to, to him, To be the too. one to do the talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Jenny takes the responsibility of Joe. Yeah, she's which like, Which I no, thought was great. I got him involved in this. Uh, yeah. I also like that Jenny says, I thought I cleared the area for cameras, that I swept the air or something. Yeah. That she did check the air. She thought she had checked the area for cameras. And I thought that was a good detail. I did too. Because they're, they're usually so loose on details. Yeah. So I thought that. And Jenny um, is a professional. Yeah. But at least they didn't just sweep it under the rug. Yeah, exactly. So I liked that. Now, my question is, Abby's telling Jenny that it's over. Mm-hmm. If you were Jenny, would you listen? No. 
<laughs> Me either. No. <laughs> no. Because this is Jennifer Mills we're talking about here. That's true. And, uh, and she's not going to let her older sister tell her, like, when stuff's going to happen. Yeah. I, I don't know. The later, later, the conversation she has with Joe later in this episode makes me think she was trying to listen to Abby. but Yeah, then, but I think she knew good and damn well that wasn't going to happen. But Joe's the one who wasn't going to let it go. And she knows that. So, but we'll get to that when we yeah. get to that scene. So we go to the archives, and um, yay, archives! Ichabod shows Abby. Uh, he found one of the insects near the near the body, mm-hmm. and it is a jack spaniard. Yes, it is. It, it really, it for reals is. It for reals is. Oh wow, it's it a lo- for real thing because it looks like kind of a no. red wasp. That's what his jack spaniard is. Yay! <laughs> um, I went, I went, and looked into it. It's a for real thing. Um. And one of the reasons I looked into it is because I am allergic to wasps. Okay. Me, myself, and I. I am allergic to wasps. So, fly things... Not good. ...are so bad around my house. But being here in the south where we live, in south the the U.S., um, there are wasps and then there are dirt daubers. Yes. And I had to learn the difference between the two. By sight. Yeah, because I'm allergic to wasps, but dirt daubers don't really sting. Yeah. So I need to know whether or not I need to freak out. Yeah. um, Or if I I can kill it or if I need to get somebody else to kill it for me or whatever. Yeah. Or if I need to just leave my house and burn it down. (laughs) I need to know these things. Which is always an option. So I went went and checked it out to see what it was. It really is. Um, The most important, and I... I've got a link to uh, some universities websites PDF thing that talks about it. And it's really kind of interesting. Um, but the most important things that I found is, because uh, if you just look up a Jack Spaniard and look at images, mm-hmm. you'll see yellow ones and you'll see red ones. Okay. The yellow ones are male. Oh. The female. <gasps> Shut up. Are red. That's really cool. I know, right? Lady Monster's getting it done. I know. So, uh... Ichabod says that they're exclusive to the Caribbean. Yes. They're not. They can also be found in Peru and Brazil. It's the same general area. Yeah, but if he's using older reference materials, which is entirely possible in the library. Okay, whatever. I'll let him have Uh, it. That that I'll let slide. I'll let it slide. Um, And so it turns out that the, uh, the judge died of a brain aneurysm, according to forensics. And, um... Ichabod has, like, they just jump straight to identifying the uh, the creature, and it's a sucoyant. Yeah, I was not going to say this word. Yeah. And um, apparently one sting from one of the Jack Spaniards um, and infects the uh, stingy with a fever. And they get paranoid, and then it eventually leads to death. Yeah, that much I don't know about. Well, you know, secret war. uh, But, yeah, they are going the supernatural route. So, I looked up that word. Mm -hmm. It is from Trinidad lore. Oh, cool. Um, But I couldn't find anything about bugs or wasps. Okay. It's more of a vampire-type creature. Uh. I don't know what that noise is. That's a very strange noise coming from outside. Um, It sounds like a tire squealing. Yeah. A lot. Uh, But it's much more of a vampire-type creature. um, Okay. Uh, always female, ah. always always red female. I've got a link to a really interesting article about it, so you can okay people can read about that. Um, and then something happened that I was very happy about is that Abby gets out Grace's journal. I think we were screaming at each other through the yes, phone. Yes, we both were like simultaneously texting each other the journal. And but it was Abby that goes to the journal. Yeah, and Abby finds a reference to um, Washington having a paranoid spell. 
when they yes. were encamped in Pennsylvania. And she gets to tell the story. And she gets to tell the story because um, Grace mentions, not by name, but by description, um, a, a woman that used to be a seamstress but was now uh, part of the... Whatever. Whatever. And so, of course, it's fucking Betsy but Ross. really, did we have to do Betsy yeah. again? I'm and we, so sick of her. And we get a flashback. But it's not an Ichabod flashback. It's basically Abby recounting what she's reading in the journal. Um, And Grace is there. Thank you. Thank you. So Grace shows up at this camp. Abby's Um, a part of the show too. Yes. Sorry. Grace shows up at the camp and she finds chaos. There are like soldiers beating each other up. And Betsy comes out of this tent and she has set up these uh, basically old timey citronella candles. Pretty much. And, um, which, um, in my experience as someone who is allergic to bugs, um, yeah. cause I'm allergic to mosquitoes and I'm allergic to wasps. Yes. I'm allergic to mosquitoes too. And well, that's nasty. Living in this <sighs> nasty, nasty stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, you've seen, I've got scars from yeah. childhood. That's why I don't wear shorts. Anyway. Um, so the citronella thing does not work. Yeah. Does not work. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. That's my point. So, but, uh, Grace says that, uh, she names off all the ingredients and Grace is like, yeah, I know all about that. Um, but apparently it was too little too late because Washington got stung. And Grace. Um, Grace is like, that sucks because it's fatal. And uh, but she she has a po- she can set up uh, or she can get a potion together with some herbs she has that will slow things down. And so. Um, well, she mentions the Trinidadian Oba. Obeya. Obeya. Yes. Which is a thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I've got a link to It's highly page. interesting. It's so cool. Um, well, what I'm finding interesting is, uh, I mean, I do have a background of, of research in Supernatural, which I've done for most of my life. The thing is, most of my research has always gone the European route, yeah. the Celtics, Western the, the Norse, and all of that. This is bringing in uh, the Trinidad, the African mm-hmm. uh, stuff, and I'm finding it fascinating. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah, like if you um, want an interesting read, read up on like Vodou. Like that's mm, that's well, cool that's stuff. Which basically, Abaya is, is, is the is, is what the Trinidads of, call. Yeah, they this is this. I don't. Want, it's not the same thing. No, but it's it's got work. a lot of the same roots. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. So so that's really cool. I was excited. Um. And the, because because Abby and Miss Grace and that whole history. That's their heritage. Um, exactly. And I think that's really cool to and bring I'm that in. Because we've seen so much American history and European history. And honestly, if you're going to get a show like this and bring in, like, the Kali Yuga yes. uh, storyline, you're going to bring in all this Greek shit, as well as the European-based yes. stuff. They talked about Celtic stuff. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. This is great. I was so... This was nice to see. Um, and so, uh, Grace goes in to talk to, uh, General Washington and he crazy. He's so crazy. And he, this is a different actor playing. Yeah, him, this by is, the way. and it does not look like is. Washington because he's got no. dark hair. And I was like, because we were questioning, is like, that George Washington? Is that? Yeah. I'm sure that's him. He doesn't have wooden teeth chopping down a cherry tree crossing the Delaware. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I don't know. Um, and so, but Grace is able to kind of talk him down a little bit. And so she's able to get the, the, um, the potion or whatever, for lack of a better word, into him. Um, so she talks to Betsy again, and she's like, you've got to kill this 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 Sukuyant. And Betsy's like, all right. And she straps her sword on with her, you know, corset, fucking corset. Because that's how you kill And bugs. she's going to go kill it. Um, they blame General Howe. Yeah. Which apparently everything is Betsy Ross and General Howe. Uh, yeah. 
I did not know history was so dependent on those two people. I did not know, but now we do. Um, now I did mean I did say that the succulent. Mm-hmm. That's close enough. That for was me. close enough. Um, that it was more of a va- vampiric type creature. I couldn't find anything about bugs, but the fact that they were talking about that you have to kill the creature that stung him—that's a very vampiric trait. Yes, and then you, you, anybody that's been quote unquote turned. As long as they haven't fed, or you know, there's right. so many different. There's always different versions variants, of that, but yeah. But that was kind of a vampiric thing. I think it's. I think it's like a writer went and found a Caribbean thing, yeah, and made something with it, which is great. Which that's is, fine. Hey, because, I mean, nobody's going to be like, "I'm sorry, that demon that you referenced is false." You know, this, it's a demon. Well, this show is so known for its twistery. Yeah, I mean, that's its thing. That's its yeah. gimmick. Yeah, that's the whole point of this show. Exactly. Um, but I just thought that that, that yeah. they, some, cause sometimes they just grab something out of the blue. Yeah. But it's, I think it was a little more This cohesive. was richer. I think so. I think there was more detail and stuff behind yeah. it. So I, uh, kudos to this writer. Yeah. Um, so it turns out that, uh, the only thing that Ichabod can find, uh, in reference to her is, or Abby can find left in That's the right, journal. That's right, because Abby's the one doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there's this rhyme in, in the journal. And um, so they think it, that obviously clearly is it, a, is it a riddle? Is it a cipher? We don't know. We don't know. And um, so clearly Grace didn't just decide to fill some empty space with uh, with nothing, with nonsense. So it's it's uh, it's important. I love this journal. Yes, it's great. I uh, so I, I want to read the journal a lot. Mm-hmm. I would love for them. To I want more of the journal eventually. I think that. But really I also cool. want to go back to George Washington's Bible. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of miss that. And Franklin's sketchbook or whatever. I know. So this stuff was important for them to find. So I know. know. So we need other stuff. Um, So this is when Reynolds calls and um, he's like, we have a second suspicious death. It's this this woman that was the head of the PTA for whatever, whatever. And so Abby's like, got to go by. And she's like, "Um, work on this riddle. And she's going to go look at the body. And you asked me. Mm-hmm. How is this an FBI case? Yes. Because I'm uh, always very conscious of jurisdiction. It's because we've watched seasons and seasons of Criminal Minds. Yes. That's why. Yes. Um, but the judge was a federal judge. Yes. I'm pretty sure true. he was a federal judge. Because if you're talking about immigration and... And so you think because this was a similar case, they kind of... It got put under the same umbrella okay. because of the her, the way she died. And, I'll, the, and I'll buy that. And because it was similar to the judge, then... Okay. That's how I think it's a federal case. So, it's- so Abby goes to the crime scene, and um, they find out that the victim was stung. And um, Reynolds is like, um, what she did, bef- the, the woman kind of appeared to go nuts, is um, she, she got a bunch of books out of, the, out of the school's library and decided to have a book burning. Good old-fashioned book burning. Um, which, can I just, don't do that, kids. Never, never no, do that. Especially things like Vonnegut. Yeah. And so, um... Vonnegut's actually pretty interesting. Reynolds is like, he wants he wants to control the situation, and then he leaves. Because he's Reynolds. Because he's Reynolds. Well, and he's called the CDC, which thank you... Yes. ...for calling the CDC. That was nice. So he, and, walks, so he walks away, and Abby calls Ichabod. She's like, filling him in on the case. And, um, they kind of make the leap of, these both were authority figures. 
You have a federal judge. You yeah. have this woman in charge of the PTA. George Washington was a leader. George Washington was a leader. Because when <laughs> when they started talking about all the victims, I was like, wait a minute. the what? And then I was like, oh, yeah, they know about Washington. Yeah. Um, and so they think this monster is going after authority figures. So she must be the queen. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty serious logic leap here. Yeah. And so Reynolds, Reynolds walks... Don't, don't with the logic. Reynolds walks up again, and Abby hangs up, and he's like, who are you talking to? And she was like, Ichabod? My, my roommate? roommate. Yeah, like you do. And um, he's like, your personal life, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of bitches her out. And I <laughs> that's was like, exactly what he said. Mm-hmm. And was I was in the like, closed captioning. Already, I was like, will somebody slap him? And so uh, they get in the car, and um, he's been stung, we see. Yep. And so he starts getting uh, aggressive with his driving. He starts uh, swerving and passing people uh, that are going too slow. And um, Abby starts clutching the oh shit handle. And uh, Reynolds is like, tell me the truth. And he's like, uh, he's like, I know Ichabod is more than just blah, 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 blah. And um, he's like, uh, you know, she's trying to take his job. She's trying to undermine him. Oh, yeah. And Abby's like, no. And this is when she sees that he's got a sting. I think she saw it when they first got in the car, or we okay. saw it. We, I think we saw it. We I don't, saw I don't it. know that she saw it, okay. but that was the point where she's like, oh, right. shit. And so she's like, um, she tries to talk to him, and um, he won't listen. And so he, he uh, stops him on the side of the road. He takes her phone away, which I was like, do not touch the fucking phone. Don't touch the phone. That it's is a no-no. Sacred. And they end up outside, and... Um, He's ranting and raving, and so Abby um, does what any awesome badass woman would do, and she just takes his ass down and handcuffs him. Yeah, because they pull up into the backlit woods. Yes, they're it's, in the backlit woods. It's the only place I can figure that this is. Um, and they they get out of the car, and she tries to talk him down, and then pins he, him down. He will not listen to any reason. No, and I think people everywhere were cheering. Yes. To see her take down this man literally twice her size. Yes. I thought that was pretty awesome. And this is where I was really hoping that this was going to be the lead in yes. to them telling him about this, all the supernatural stuff that's going on. Because yep. I, th- I knew they'd save him. Of course. And then I thought they'd have the discussion at the end, like, hey, here's what happened to you. Because yeah. I thought he'd retain memories. Right. Like of they this. did with Joe Corbin. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh my God, this is crazy. And no. And this whole entire, everything that he's saying yeah. just made me like him less and less and less. Yeah, it did. And I don't want him on Team Witness. No. 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 I don't want him now. No. He needs to just he go away. Can, and let's face it. He can't replace Frank anyway. Nobody can replace Frank. What are nope. you talking about? Nope. Bring Orlando back. It's not going to happen. Same. I'm sorry. So, uh, so we go back to the archive. And, um, well, yeah. This is the actual archive. Not that weird tunnel. Se- no, it is the tunnel no, cell. No, we're in it? the tunnel. We're in the we're in the cell for the horsemen. Because Ichabod was behind the glass looks, at one point. Yeah, it looks... Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. It looks a little different. I think they, they have that makes... little like viewing window. Yeah, I think that <laughs> it's like the zoo for the headless know. viewing window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, they brought Joe in, and Joe dosed uh, Reynolds with some sedative, which I thought was I great. Told you them explaining him as being an EMT would, would come back later. Yes, and it would be handy. It's handy, so handy to have a medic on your team, man. It really is. I was like. Because when they first, they did that explanation that he's been, he's been back for six months and he went. And now he's an EMT. He's an EMT. And I'm like, yep, that's going to come in real handy. This is going to be convenient. Because the witnesses get hurt and. But it's convenient in an okay way. Yeah, this was okay so far. And so, um, 
Abby fills uh, them in, and uh, this is uh, this is when, or she fills Joe in just when Ichabod and Jenny come in. And Joe says, "Welcome to Sleepy Hollow," in yeah. the most ironic, sarcastic like, manner. Well, welcome to Sleepy Hollow. And as the newest member of Team Witness, yes, I thought it was perfect that he said it. Well, and it also hearkened back to um, Jenny telling it to Reynolds a couple episodes ago. That's true. That's so true. now Ooh. he has been he has been Ooh. welcomed to the facade of Sleepy Hollow, and now he's been, been initiated welcomed. to the yes. supernatural side of things. So there you go. Interesting. And so, um. Ichabod is all giddy. He's so proud. He's so proud. Mama, look. Because he's like, look, look, I did something smart. Please love me. And so the uh, the little the little rhyme is a list of ingredients, and it's yeah. it's for the it's for the potion that Grace was going to make to slow things down while they try to kill the um, the creature. Right. Um, what I love about it is that uh, Ichabod figures out the. The quote unquote, it's basically a cipher. Yes. Ichabod figures out the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it that. It's the easiest way. It's a puzzle. But Jenny confirms that, yes, the Trini do use the double entendre. Mm-hmm. That's a normal, that's what they did. And the fact that Jenny's the one that came up with that information. Jenny knows stuff. Jenny knows stuff. I went to Carnival and they explain how she knows it. That's great. It's so wonderful. They use that tiny line of dialogue that explained it. Um, now, I attempted to make some kind to see if I could confirm what some they're of the saying stuff. about this but it's such a generic string of words to do a google search on yeah the, just the words double entendre yeah is at least three pages of, of garbage so um I can either confirm or deny it, but at least they explained it they gave us some kind of rule yeah for this particular type of magic yeah which I was excited to hear that, that was great and so um, Jenny knows uh, some of the ingredients, and she's like, we're going to have to, um, they're rare, but I think I know a place to go get them. And so she takes Joe with her, mm-hmm. and they go to this shop. Now, if we can step back just a second. Sure. Because I'm just thinking this through. So, I mean, this is great. This is coming from Grace Dixon's journal, who, as we know, is a direct ascendant of uh, Abby and Jenny. Yes. And... This just gives us more insight into the background of the Mill sisters. Yeah. And their history. We've seen so much of Ichabod's. Yes. I'm just glad we're we're digging into Abby's side of things. Exactly. Because Abby is a character in this show. Exactly. And, and she's good just God, as have important. we not had enough of Ichabod's side. Because Abby's, uh, Abby's a witness is just as important as Ichabod. Yes. Exactly. And the fact that they're exploring this side of things. Exactly. Because, like, I mean, the, the, the new um, um, showrunner... Mm-hmm. was talking about how everybody was so sick to death of Ichabod's family, because we are, yep. that they were going to go in this direction. And I'm glad to really, I'm really glad to see it. Yeah. That's why I think daddy's going to come up again. He's, you know he is. Yeah. So they go to this shop and um, they're waiting for the owner to come out of the back. And um, Joe is, I, I really like Joe. He's just a good guy. He's worried that they got Abby in trouble. With the whole Nevins thing. Well, sure. And um, so the owner shows up and uh, they, uh, Je- Jenny knows him clearly, but yeah. he assumes that Jenny and Joe are together. No, no. And they're like, no, no, no she's not. He's my No, mm-mm, no. Which I thought was nice. And um, so he's like, uh, you know, I, I don't know that, that I have the thing and it's rare and da 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 da. And Jenny's like, cut the crap. And you know you have it. 
and I will take the friends and family discount, please. <laughs> I love this. I love Jenny being good and competent at what yes. she does. It's so yes. nice to see. I know. And they're maintaining it. Yes. She's still doing it. Yes. She didn't just disappear. And so they, um, he gets it and, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to, she gets the money out and they're going to exchange goods and services and he gets these weird wide eyes when he touches her and he says that she will be claimed. Yeah. And then he kind of uh, reverts back to himself and he's like, he warns her. He's like, your fate has been changed. Yes. And we're Very like. specifically. Oh, shit. This, because there were rumors as to, you know, what might be Something, happening. Something's going to happen. Yeah. So we think this feeds into it and we'll probably talk about that. More a little after the cast. Right. Or at uh, the end of the cast. Now, um, in the scene, at the beginning of the scene, Joe and Jenny are talking. And he says to her, you went down that road as far as you could. Because mm-hmm. Jenny's talking about it like they're they're going to stop. But he's, yeah, he's not directly saying it. But I was like, no, Joe, don't. Don't, don't do the don't thing. Don't do this. And, don't do the thing. Um, it's Joe that offers the cash. Yeah. And this guy who apparently very well knows, put that in the right order. Knows in the very sentence, well. Knows Jenny very well. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Keep him. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. And then he tells Joe. Uh, to protect her. To protect yeah. her. And, and they leave. So I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see Jenny getting, Jenny's character maintaining the character that she is. But Joe's still... They're building him up. Yes. And I like that. Yes. But they're not just like the, they did with Holly. And I don't think they're building boom, him up. here he is. In the detriment to Jenny. No. Which I he's, like. He's Jenny's sidekick. Yes. And it's awesome. It's so great. She's got her own puppy. Uh, and so we go back to uh, the cell and uh, Reynolds wakes up and um, he's not happy. And um, Abby's there and he starts going off on a rant and he's like, um, he starts talking about the time they went to, what was it, the Outer Banks? Yeah, a shack or something. And they were in a shack together, and um, he's like, you moved on, but I'm still there. Well, honey, you need to just move on. So, apparently he is hiding this torch he's carrying for Abby, which, you know, aren't we all? She's fabulous, and you're, she is. you're not good enough for her. Nope. So, really, yeah. Uh, so we go back to Pandora, and... Some days I wonder if Ichabod's good enough for her, but yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, Ichabod on a good day <laughs> might be maybe, but she's still better than him. <laughs> she's uh, better than everybody. That's true. She's, she's the queen. So, uh, so we go back to Pandora, and she's like, you know, stroking all up on her tree, which sounds dirty and weird, but she really is literally stroking up on her tree. And, um, the tree got her a present? There's yes, the truck gave the her not just earrings; they were clip-ons. Yeah, and what I said is they gave her a Mother's Day present because she's the tree's mom she's, and she's treating it very maternally. She's always treated everything very maternally, but the whole I'm like clip-on earrings, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you tr- if a tree's going to give me earrings, not clip-ons, not clip-ons. And so it's. I mean, it, it. I mean, I guess you have to put them. I mean, you were saying, well, they have to, to get attach them on, them on the, the tree, and I'm like hooks. Yeah. Yeah, but Pandora puts them on because she's celebrating. Well, she's a mother. She's, That's what you she's, do. She's getting ready, man. She's got to. She's got to look her best. And the uh, the monster. Uh, well, she's shows got up. that Greek 
looking mm-hmm. thing on. I like that. And the monster enters the chamber, and um, Pandora's like, I have to look my best. And yeah, like the, my dress? this dress is kind of toga esque. It's yeah, because, drapey and because it's if white. You, right. And, if you don't notice the dress outright, she's like, do you like my dress? The writers are like, look at the dress. Yeah. Okay, we yeah. got it. Yeah. And this is, I think, the first time, aside from when she's dressed in normal American human clothes, yeah. um, she's not been in black or, or a dark color. That's true. This is, she's in a light color. I was almost like, are you getting married or something? Is this like Maybe. A, is a, Maybe. Is a devil Maybe. wedding ceremony? I don't know. Maybe. We don't know. Yeah. That's so I just thought that was question. very significant that she's in white. Question. I didn't notice that. Um, for the first time. And so um, uh, we go back to uh, Joe, and he's uh, looking at this picture of his dad and Atticus Nevins, and um, he, he picks up his phone, and he calls somebody, and he's like, we have to finish this. And so I'm who like, did he call? Atticus? Or Jenny? Or Jenny. I think Atticus. Well, I don't know. Now that I think they were, they were now that you've seen through the end of the now episode, that I've seen it, I think they were coordinated at the time. Original watch, I thought Nevins. Rewatch, I thought Jenny. Because so, I, I think he's not an idiot, and I think he knew not to go in there by himself without. without I would Jenny hope backup. so. I would hope so. That's what I'm because I'm still not convinced that he didn't go in there by himself, and Jenny just happened to show up. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that worked. How that, but shook he wasn't. Out. But he wasn't surprised when she showed up. So I kind of think he was like, "I can't do this by myself. Can you help yeah. me?" Yeah. So. Which, if so, good on him. Good on him. So we go back to Abby Nicobod, and she, um, Abby, is telling Nicobod that. Um, they need to beat this thing. And, but she's not really sure how they can do it. And Ichabod has done research, because of, of course he has. And um, if they burn down the Sukoyant's home, it will kill her. Sure. And so Abby's like, okay. We're just, I'm just going to go with it at this point. Abby's like, okay, so we destroy the hives, and, the hive, but, you know, wasps don't well, stray far from their home. Right. Well, she makes the... She doesn't just make a logic leap here between the succulent, suc- the thing, mm-hmm. and the, the bugs. Because we're yes. dealing with bugs here. Yes. So she makes the leap. She goes through the train of thought to get from burn down their house to burning down the hive. Right. And so she, um, they start doing kind of a, a location analysis. They triangulate the location. Like, seriously? Yeah. I mean, yes, that's how you do it. You, you do take the victims and you find the area that you're that you need to search in. That's normal procedure. But the fact that it was a triangle and it happened to be right there in the middle. Yeah. Wow. So they find um, on uh, on Google Maps um, this uh, structure that's smack up in the middle of of the victim area. And Ichabod's like, that looks familiar. It's the and back like woods. Pulls out that damn tablet, and on the back of it is this uh, tree symbol. And he's like, hey, this looks just like that. And it's got six blossoms. And Pandora sent six creatures. And, and well, Abby, Abby's the one that mentions that Pandora sent six creatures. And, um, and of course, I had to stop and go, one, two, uh-huh. three. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're like, that's where Pandora is. And, and the Sukoyant. And he thought it was decorative? Yeah. Nothing is decorative. No, nothing. That's so not like Crane. I know, to be like, that oh, I was just thought it was pretty. so out of character for him. Yeah. Everything is Everything something. has meaning. Yes. And so, uh, this is when we go to Joe meeting with Atticus. And 
So he's like, uh, he makes a point of saying Jenny isn't part of it. Yeah. And whatever. Well, first watch through, you're a little concerned for him, and I think yeah. that's the, I think that's the I think point. that's the intention. Yeah. yeah, it worked. And so he shows because uh, I was worried. Yeah, he yeah. So he shows the picture that he's been looking at of his dad and Atticus, and there are numbers on the back. <gasps> and um, Atticus is like, "Yep, we hid some money together, and those are bank account numbers." And he's like, "Welcome to your inheritance, and uh, you can have it only by selling out your friends. Good job, you suck." And so, uh, Joe's really upset, and um, Atticus clearly has bodyguards, because Joe goes to uh, physically accost him, and the bodyguards show up. And um, Atticus reminds him that, you know, uh, you give me what I want, and you can walk away and look at this money that you're going to have. And so, Joe takes out the shard of Anubis, and... um, Atticus is like, you know, I'm not the villain here. And uh, he's like, you're just like your dad. You're drawn to the darkness. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, and it was when he says that and we're watching it and Mm -hmm. there's Joe Corbin on the screen and I'm looking at him going, he looks just like his dad. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting that they found this actor who, I don't know if they just planted that seed of thought in my head, but he looks like August Corbin. Yeah, like a young August Corbin. Yeah. And so uh, he he's like, there's no good or evil, there's just power. All right, whatever. Which, technically, I have to agree it's with how him. you use it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, It's not the size that matters. the shard was a fancy uh, hiding place. <laughs> with buttons. With a button, apparently. Oh, God, it was terrible. And there's this, like, jewel or something inside. Mm. And he's like... All right, we're going to go for a ride. So is that the shard? That, I, yeah, the thing I inside? Know. Because this was just a box? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. And yeah, it, well, I guess we'll see if it's continued to refer to as that. Yeah. And so he's like, we're going to go for a ride. And they they drag <laughs> Joe out, out back. And go But this is when Jenny shows up. And she puts a gun to Atticus's head. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, uh... The goons have to drop their guns, and Jenny takes the shard. After Atticus tells them to. Yes. With that little nod. Yeah, like, sure. And uh, what's great is um, Joe tells her where it is in the guy's jacket, and she pulls out just this little this little jewel, and she looks at Joe like, is this the thing? And he's like, he gives her a nod of like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now, you were the one who pointed out to me that when Atticus pulled it out, he was he put on a glove, mm-hmm. which I think I, I might have looked away and was texting you or reading a text you sent me or something. Yeah, because uh, I missed it the first time. Jenny handles it barehanded, but she handles it barehanded, and you were screaming, "Why are you? Ha- don't do that. That's not gonna." And you yeah. totally saw that one coming. Yeah, and so um, they they dispose of the men. They lock them in a shed, and it's like a smokehouse or something. Yeah, and so. Joe tells her about the whole bank account thing and um, while running while running and Jenny looks down at the jewel and it kind of absorbs into her hand it goes poof it goes poof yeah I see you called it and so I was like oh shit yeah that's bad and so they run away and and there's gunfighting and there's there's well, firing I'm just glad whatnot. they talked about it on the run yeah he's like hey by the way like I couldn't wait to tell you that because there's so many shows that yeah, they stop and they have and a conversation. Mon- yeah, and they have a con- and I'm like, and um, there are people. No, yeah. so they do. Yeah. yeah, um, so we go to the ruins and Ichabod and Abby, um, are there and the uh, 
the insects are swarming around. But Abby's able to, like, hide behind pillars to avoid them. Because that's how you avoid bugs, don't you know? That's true. And uh, this is great. Abby gets out uh, a spray can, and she's like, um, she's like, all right, you find the hive, and I'm going to go basically kick some insect ass. She's using the old hairspray and lighter trick. Yeah, she is. From back in the day, man. Yeah, she is. And I'm, I'm like, so proud of her. Uh, but I am Girl glad, power. I am glad. Didn't they mention that they were out of Greek fire? They did. Because that was my first thought was, why yes. don't you whip up some of this bullshit I've, Greek I've got, fire? I've got a note on that. Yeah. Um, they're out of Greek fire. It's prussic acid. Yeah. Uh, which is known as, it's hydrogen cyanide. Oh. Is what it is. Damn. Yeah. Damn. It's for real serious. And so we see we see Pandora, and she, um, apparently the Sukoyant has done its uh, due by, uh, so we have, we have the sixth blossom. Yes, ooh. You're raising your hand. I am. She picks the blooms and she's naming them. Yes. Their secrets. Okay. Which was the Whisper Wraith. Yes. Chaos. Yep. The demon from the first episode. Okay. The Uguai or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, loneliness. Yeah. Which was the Jack the Ripper episode, but Abby's loneliness. Mm. Because when she mentioned loneliness, I was trying to match them up and I was mm-hmm. like, oh. <gasps> But it was Abby's loneliness, and we we've seen tr- throughout this whole season Abby's. It's very Abby focused. So uh, anyway, innocence lost, right? Which was the tooth fairy, right? Death, which is the bones crossover with the zombie general howl, right? And then fear itself, okay? Which is the paranoid bug, yeah. So I, ma- I had to match them up. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so uh, Ichabod pops in, as you do. And uh, she's like, thanks for cleaning up after me. That was really nice. At least she said thank you. That's true. She's polite. She's very polite. You got to give that to her. And so while this is happening, Abby is, uh, she lights the spray on fire and does some flamethrowing. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty nice with her CGI bugs. Their fire CGI was better. Their fire was way better than their bugs. I think they actually took some hairspray. And just filmed it. It might have been a practical effect. I would hope so, because it looked far better than any other fire they've ever done in the show. Yeah, because their fire is notoriously not great. I think before they just, they use, maybe they use practical fire effects, but the way they tinge the color. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. And so, um, we go back to Ichabod talking to Pandora, and he's like, I've seen this tree before. And, um. Don't tell your secrets. I know. And so he fires his crossbow at her, but she, she pulls the catchy catch thing and she (laughs) catches it before it hits her. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Oops. And so he's like, oh, okay, well, there's this hive over here. And, um, (laughs) but this is when the tree starts glowing. I know. What was that? And Pandora's like, anyway, I gotta go. Uh, this is more important. No, no, no. What she said was fuck this shit i'm out she kind of did yeah that's what that's what the uh closed caption says and um (laughs) ichabod goes to run uh to run to see abby and he's like um shit's happening over here basically um pandora's doing some stuff and so um he shows her where the hive is and um they basically trade spots basically yeah and so uh which is actually kind of smart if you think about it yeah one's covering the entrance yep one's going in yep and so Ichabod tries to shoot the swarm, and it doesn't work because, you know, they're a swarm of insects, and it's a crossbow. Okay, and this is where Crane needs to look directly into the camera of the office. <laughs> I know, just be like, well, shit. <laughs> and so um, Abby, <laughs> Abby's going to use the, the acid on the thing, and um, but this is when the creature turns solid and starts uh, tussling with Ichabod. Mm-hmm. And so they have a little tussle. 
And um, but it does dissipate when Abby um puts the acid into the hive. Now Abby goes running into that room, mm-hmm. jumps straight into that pool. Yeah, I'm she like did. Pandora's right there. Yeah, she right there. She wanted to destroy the uh, Pandora's TV. That's true. That was the Puddle TV, wasn't that it? That was the Puddle TV. That was Puddle Vision. Yep. Which was backlit. Yeah. And glowy. Yeah. And once she destroyed the hive, did you notice it was strangely just gone? All this stuff, all these monsters are easy cleanup. They just like dissolve. I'm a big fan of the easy cleanup monsters. I think it's nice. I think it's really nice. I think it's getting a little old and <laughs> it can't be that easy every time. So. But now, now wait. Yeah. Let's, let's imagine if you will. Okay. She pulls them out of this box. Now, for all of those things to fit into that box, mm-hmm. they're like mist. Because when she calls them out, yeah, they're mist-like. Mist or smoke or something like that. Right. Yeah. Misty, smoky, whatever. It's yeah. whatever. Um, it's an air type thing. So when they're destroying them, they're kind of going back to that. I wonder if they're... Is that on purpose? Or I don't is this know. just for easy cleanup? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a very interesting angle. I never thought about that. Mm, I didn't either till just now. Can we assume that they went the high art route and it was on purpose? Yes, let's let's go with that. Okay, we're giving them a lot we're giving them of credit. credit. Yes, we're giving more them than credit. they deserve. <laughs> but um, and so uh, this is when uh, Pandora is like a door opens in the tree and she tells them to witness. Yeah, bear witness. and Bear witness. And which, I'm like, okay, that's better, kind of their job. And then, of course, all I can think of is um, the Mad Max movie. <laughs> witness me! And I'm like, okay. And this is where she goes to Narnia. Yes, I've seen so many references to her going to Narnia. She opens a door up in the tree, and then she goes in it, and it closes behind her. And Abby and Ichabod are looking at each other like, the fuck just happened? Yeah. Is this good? Is this bad? I don't know. Where Why was she, she wearing going? a wedding dress? Where did you go? <laughs> Where did you come from? Where, Where did, did you go? go? So, Where did yeah. you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Um, so then we go to Reynolds in the hospital. And this is the part where I was like, yeah, yeah. He's going to know what's going on. <laughs> and, and he doesn't remember no. anything. He remembered, the last thing he remembers is the crime scene. And Abby gives him a very edited version of what happened. And she he, redacted. Yeah, she redacted. That's what the FBI does. She did. She did. And so uh, Reynolds is like, I'm pretty sure I'm only here because of you. And um, she's like, well, you know. Um, and so Abby's like, you know, I, I try and I always will try to save you. And I'm like, nah, I don't like you. I'm sorry. Uh, you I just threw, I threw up a little bit in your mouth. a little in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And so we go. Uh, now I'm about to throw up in my mouth because we go to Ichabod. Meeting Zoe. Oh, I don't even have that in my notes. So that's because you probably noped it out of existence. I did. I tried to, but you're bringing it up. So. They're meeting at like this park, and I will say points to Ichabod for flowers, but but I have a big problem with this because okay, Ichabod is basically a walking encyclopedia, and Ichabod was from a time where people put a lot more thought and care into into some things that we just dismissed completely in our yes. society yes and one of those is the language of flowers yes the language of flowers is very specific yes it is if you've ever looked into it it's really interesting it um, is i've I actually looked into it some um for a book i'm writing i was kind of writing but i'm not writing right now okay okay it's very interesting i can't tell you about it because it's part of the end 
Oh, it's supposed to make you cry. And it has to do with flowers. But anyway. Okay. But yeah, so every, every, like, even color. Oh, come on. Everybody, everybody in the world knows red roses means romantic love. And he, that's if what you he don't gives know, her. then you got bigger problems, and, and that's, that's what, he, what he brings her. And I'm like, no, no, you do not absolutely no, do not give. And okay, you don't um, love her, boys and girls, and in between out there, second date, red roses, don't no, do no, it. don't do it. Yellow roses, purple, pink roses. I think purple means some. Purple is friendship. Yeah, purple's friendship. Uh, or is it yellow? I don't know. One of the others. I think yellow is friendship. Okay. I can't remember. Pink is I like you. Mm-hmm. Pink and is like it might turn into, it, but let's stop. Because not. it's pink. It's yeah. a shade of red. But if you go straight to red, that's something you give your wife. Yeah. Or you're like really serious. We've said the L your, word. Your life partner. Yeah. Right. That kind of person. Yeah. Not a second date. Don't yeah. do it. And so I'm like of all people to have ignored that. Ichabod? Ichabod. That's, that was my main problem with this, which I know everybody's probably like, yeah, you just don't like Zoe, which there's that too. That's beside the point. But then Zoe does give him like a wildflower, like not wildflower, but like a mixed fall, a mixed bouquet. Yeah, which I thought was excellent that she's also giving him flowers. It wasn't just it him wasn't giving a gender her thing. flowers. Yeah. Right. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, Ichabod, I expected better of you. And honestly, that would have been a cool way for him to be like, I got you such and such because it means this. And I got you this because it means this. Forget-me-nots. Mm-hmm. Daisies. Something. So yeah. It would have been a It was an excellent moment for a, a point. Yes. About flowers. Yes. And for him to be Ichabod. So there, this, this episode... Ichabod was really kind of going out of character. Oh, yeah. A little bit. And it felt off. But we got good Abby stuff. We got really good Abby stuff. So. Maybe happy medium. Some people can write Ichabod. Some people are Ichabod. Some people are Abby. Yeah. Some people are John. Some people are Sherlock. Yeah. You know how true. that goes. That's so. true. Um, and so uh, they start talking about like the agenda for the date. And apparently there is none. I because just, he didn't want to overthink it. And so they're just going to go for a walk. And Zoe's like, this is their first official date. And, and he kind like, of, he's like, like I, it's second. And she's like, first. He's like, go with it. Okay. And he's, and that's absolutely what he should do. Yeah. Just go with it. Yeah. Let that be their first date. And so uh, we go back to the archive and um, Ichabod's still thinking about the, the gross date. And um, Abby Here tells, he's looking into the camera. Yeah. Well, not technically, but... Abby tells him that Reynolds is going to be fine and that he doesn't remember anything. And Ichabod's like, "Um, so anyway, this... I've been looking up tree symbology. And he mentions Yggdrasil. Yes. Who is the uh, the Norse tree. Yay. And he's like, in some some cultures, uh, trees are associated with a doorway and a route to the underworld. Yep, it is. And so, of course, my brain went, she going to hell to marry the devil. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Because the white white dress could have been a wedding uh, dress. We I don't can, know what's going on. We can talk about that at the end of the cast. Okay. And so, uh, he's like, Pandora was preparing for something. And Abby's like, good, because I want to have a rematch. Because this was very anticlimactic. I'm paraphrasing. Um, and so, our last scene is Miss Jenny Mills and... Abby, or Abby, Jenny is, uh, she's, she's in her, um, in her camper and she's trying to sleep and she's all sweaty and she's tossing and she's turning and we see this and this was a bad effect. Um, like red fire 
kind of almost like her skin's glowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that kind of travel up and she gets flashes of like some weird writing. She gets flashes of fire. She gets flashes of skulls. And um, she jerks awake. And that's where we end. And I'm like, please tell me immediately after she wakes up like this, you call Abby Ichabod and Joe because she yeah but they ended the episode right there so and she i'm like why didn't she freak out about a whole oh by the way this jewel absorbed into my hand true that's yeah share that information poofed away but i got the distinct impression that it absorbed into her it looked like it absorbed in her but either way you tell joe you tell abby you tell ichabod yeah don't not say and, stuff. And then Ichabod and... Because, and we know that she didn't tell them because Ichabod and Abby would have been researching that shit instead of some tree. Exactly. Talk exactly. to each other. Yeah. So now now I'm I'm, I'm feared for Miss Jenny. As I think you're supposed to be. Yeah. So. But overall, I thought it was a really strong episode. It was not a bad episode. Yeah. I loved the references to Obeah and all that other stuff. Oh, I, I was, was absolutely was really thrilled cool. to hear other things. Yeah. About um, things and wow, Jenny's that, background. That made and you so like much things sense. about things. I like things about things. Mm-hmm. Something other than uh, English Words. mythology. Yeah. So it was really interesting. So we have more feedback to get we through. We do have more feedback. Um, and I'm going to refer to this person as Nani because yeah. it's a cute way for. Un- it's an. It was an anonymous question that we got asked mm-hmm. on Tumblr. And it's traditional on Tumblr that they refer to as Nani. Right. And uh, so anyway. Uh, Nani says, can we just agree that Miss Chernold should be writing for the show from now on? It was the best episode by far. We had, we so, bleh. That's you, not Nani. Uh, that's, that's me. That's not Nani. Sorry. I'm going to try this again. That was the best episode by far. So we had to see Crane and Zoe go on a Narnian type of date. Maybe the White Witch can show up and bring them some Turkish delight and they can feed each other. <laughs> a Mr. Tumnus and Lucy date, how grand. Can someone cue the song, No, I Can't Go For That by Hall & Oates? <laughs> Nani, you are a person after my own heart. I absolutely. Narnian references and snark about Zoe. I love it. It's that's great, and that's all Nani had to say. There, I don't. There really wasn't a question. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. But I loved it. It was funny. It was great. So yeah. we're just gonna leave that like it is. Um, yeah. Now, Miss Jasmine mm-hmm. had a lot to say about this episode. Okay. So uh, I'm not gonna read her email word for word because there was a lot. Um, we so do I'm appreciate just, though. We, we both do. Read these we do, and, and they, they make us happy. It's and it makes us think. Yes. I love, I enjoy. That's why I like feedback because it makes me see things I didn't notice and it gives me a different frame of reference. Another person's perspective. I think it's really interesting. And it helps, you know, get your head around it. Yeah. So, uh, she says, I loved how that opening scene was filmed with the fire, the knife, and Ichabod's disgusted face like something really intense was about (laughs) to happen. Then Ichabod pulls up a fruity drink. That's great. Um, I mean, it's, it's canon that Ichabod, I think, one of the reasons Ichabod is, is being drawn to these fruity drinks. He has a sweet tooth. It's yeah. canonical yeah. in the show. So I think that's really cute. Yeah, yeah it's, it is cute. Um, I giggled at that. Ichabod with these fruity drinks is just too cute. It really is. His date with Zoe was okay. I didn't cringe. Which is, I didn't cringe. I did. I cringed for all of us. So uh, the monster this week wasn't that scary looking. Actually kind of funny looking. Um, 
But saying that, I definitely wouldn't run it, wouldn't want to run into her. Yeah. I really hate bees and wasps. I am yeah. allergic. So, yeah, I was not okay with that. So, uh, she quotes some lines. Flashback pros. Okay. Here are her pros. I was happy to see Grace Dixon make an appearance, and I liked this flashback scene because they approached it in a different way. That's true. Yes, they did. Uh, usually the flashback would be Ichabod remembering what he did with whatever historical figure, but this time he wasn't there. And it's nice because there's only so many, like... There's only oh, so many places he can be. Well, and also there's only so many situations where he can be like, I was in this situation and I didn't fully understand it, but now knowing about the war, now I've got this new insight. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, usually the flashback would be Ichabod remembering what he did with whatever historical figure, but this time he wasn't there. Abby read about it in Grace's journal. It was from Grace's point of view. Thank you. I would really love it if they would incorporate more journal flashbacks from Grace or even Ben Franklin. I hope we see him again. Me too. Find more historical journals. Yes. I totally agree. Yes. Flashback cons. I don't hate Betsy Ross, but the writers are trying too hard with her character and seeing her in that outfit. I hate that outfit. Thank you. That's a direct quote from the email. That's not just me. Yes. Um, And... I think she's absolutely right. I don't think it's that we don't like Betsy Ross. I'm ambivalent to her. There's too much of her. Yeah. And Um, she's totally two-dimensional. So it's like, okay, you're taking time away from giving me people I really like and care about. mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's it for me. A lot of these characters go back to economy of time. You only have so many minutes. Yes. Why are you spending them on somebody that you're not really giving me a good developed character on? True. So I would rather just give me more Jenny, I, I, or Abby, or I, whatever. I hear you. Um, let's see. She goes to say compared to what Grace Dixon had on, just took me out of the scene. Okay, wait, wait. Let me re- reread that sentence again because it makes more sense altogether. I don't hate Betsy Ross, but the writer's trying too hard with her character and seeing her in that outfit compared to what Grace Dixon had on just took me out of the scene. True. Yes, it did. Yeah. Because you've got revolutionary era dress on Grace Dixon and a pirate. (laughs) That's what it looks like. A stereotypical pirate, nonetheless. uh, I agree. Don't get me started on Anne Bonny and, and Mary Reed dressing up like men and getting shit done. She goes on to say, even though I didn't mind her at that much this episode, they should have had more than one person to flash back to, like season one, instead of having Betsy Ross in every single one. Now, I had this thought, too, but I want to give wanted to read it from Jasmine's point of view because she's at, I agree with her. Have Betsy in one episode, then another person like Grace Dixon in the next episode, then another person. Rotate. Give other historical figures a chance. And I'll admit they've done Absolutely. flashbacks before, not from anybody's perspective, but like when they were describing George Washington's zombification process. Yes. We had a flashback of that, and but Ichabod wasn't there. He wasn't. They were reading about it. Right. So it doesn't but it was even... Fl- but it was Ichabod doing the reading. Yes. But it doesn't... So it doesn't even have to be tied to even an established no. character like Grace or like Ichabod. Right. It can be a new... Like like she said, find more historical journals. You have more fodder for flashbacks that yes. aren't as stagnant. We seem to be very, very limited to Betsy Ross's and if you want world. To f- and I don't like that. If you want to force Betsy Ross on me, at least make it from somebody else's perspective. Or at least make it interesting. Yeah. And clothes that actually fit the era. Oh my God. Instead of that fucking corset. Oh no. All right. Moving on. Uh, and she she sends us a lot of quotes in here, which was cute. Uh, look at me profiling a bug. I like that. That was good. Yes. 
So, uh, anyway, she uh, says, The Abby and Daniel scenes were cool. I like how the car scene revealed what was going on in Daniel's head. Mm. I thought that was interesting. While I, while I don't like his... I don't like him. We got more of his character. I think he's an interesting character. Yes, that's true. I, that's a good distinction to make. Yes. it's not. I don't have to like them for them to be... To be an, an interesting, interesting character. character. Exactly. Yes. Just because... He, they're playing him. I don't think we're supposed to like him. I don't think and we they're are doing it well. Yeah. As opposed to uh, Jeremy. Yeah. Or Henry or whatever Hen- the hell his name yeah. was. And we weren't supposed to like him. But my God, his character was boring. Yeah. Daniel's at least interesting. Exactly. I feel I, I don't like I actively don't like him. But it's not because I think his character is boring. Yeah. Pandora is a good point, too. She's a bad guy, but I'm very interested in her. Right. So that's a, it is a very good distinction. Um. He has been paying more attention than I thought. Will he find out about the supernatural world? We really hope so. I, yeah, I definitely do. Because I think then he's got a lot less room to be mistrustful of Abby and give her shit. Yes. Uh, she goes on to say, I wonder if he will find out Ichabod is from the past. Probably not. Unfortunately, after, even after all this, I'm thinking they're not going to go that way. I don't think they uh, will either. Uh Let's see. She says Joe looks so much like Daddy Corbin in that one scene. Yes, he does. Um, Daddy, she says, Daddy Corbin feels, I don't think he was shady slash evil, by the way. I really hope they don't completely change his character. Yeah, I, me too. Me too. There's got to be something more. Maybe once he met Abby and Jenny as children, he, maybe once he had a son, something, I, something. he got, he turned good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, let it be something in his past that he became a good person. Don't. Don't totally change August Corbin. He's Abby's mentor. Come on. Don't take that. I love him personally. He's a great character. Don't take that from her. Yeah. And if you completely change his character, this pissed me off. Anyway. Um, My poor Jenny. Demons uh, demons stay trying to possess her. I hope she isn't the one turning evil. I think she is. But now I'm like, we did that already. Yeah. We did that in the coin episode in season two. And I'm like. "Mm." I know. Uh, she says, I liked your theory about it being Abby because I want to see her talk to Ichabod about how she feels. I need her to talk and tell him things instead of giving him a look because sometimes Ichabod seems so aware. So unaware. Yeah. Yeah. I want her to tell him in no uncertain terms, you hurt me greatly by running. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, she goes on to say, I guess now we know how Daniel feels, even though I don't like it. (laughs) Icky Abby, five ever. Yeah, right on. Uh, I'm glad that Abby is getting some romantic development, which we've heard complained about before, that Abby was not getting enough of her own Romantic subplot. Right. Um, It was all Ichabod. Um, But she says, maybe we'll see more of why her walls are up so high and why she keeps people at arm's length, because it sounds like after they had their fling, Abby is the one who broke it off. I agree. Yeah. I want to know, because Abby is, does push people away. Because she's got abandonment issues, and we've talked about that. So, yes. yeah, I, so would, I, I agree. would love that. That would be interesting. Plus, let's face it, kids, uh, if she breaks down those walls, that just makes it better for Ica Abby. Yeah, there you go. So, my he- she ja- Jasmine's headcanon. Oh, okay. Abby was upset about Ichabod leaving, so she tries to move on with her life. She goes to Quantico, meets this nice guy. They have fun, but she still thinks about a certain tall, skinny, and handsome. She breaks it off because she still thinks about Ichabod and doesn't think it's fair to Daniel. Now, Ichabod is back, but she doesn't want to deal with him right now because he left for nine months. Talk to him about it, Abby. Thank you. Daniel is back and confessing feelings, and now Abby is just like, fuck my life. (laughs) 
that's that's a headcanon. Yeah, I like that. Uh, let's see. She I shall accept that. Uh, she says, I really thought Joe had gone off and gotten himself into trouble, but Jenny was there the whole time. You got me, show. You got me. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, here's a question. Okay. We have, we, we're being asked a question. Do you guys think that the shard is some sort of power source since it absorbed into Jenny's hand and she started glowing at the end of the episode? Yes. Yeah. Either it is some sort of power es- source Especially or... with Nevins's words about there is only power. True. I think that was put there very deliberately. Good point. Good point. Yep. Um, she might have some supernatural powers now. Possibly. Psychic, I guess. She is having visions. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. Um, well, we know she's a witch. Yes. She says, I still want to see Mills witches, though. Thank you. Yes, I agree. I still want to say that, too. You know, something I actually just thought of is, why the hell did Nevin show Joe that the shard was really just a fancy carrying device for this jewel? I don't know. What was That his, was stupid. What, I think, well, I think he was checking to make sure it was still there, but why not just lock it back up? Yeah. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So, uh, here's another question, and this is something we're actually going to have to discuss. Okay. What supernatural powers would you give to everyone on Team Witness, or should they have no powers? So let's go down the list. Okay. Ichabod. I'm okay with him not having powers. He's already got an eidetic memory, yeah. and he's got all that. I think, yeah, and that's I think, almost like a superpower in I think, itself. I think giving him any kind of supernatural power would too be much. too much yeah. for his character. Yes. Okay, Abby. Um, Abby, I would give Witchness. Like just magic in general? Yeah, just magic in like, general. Like Katrina, but But good. But but better. like talented. But like useful? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh Jenny. I like the idea of psychic. I I kinda like that too you, because you need a psychic on the team. I'd be cool with them both being witches, but then that becomes a little one note. So I would love yeah, I think that would be really cool. Especially if it's like um she could use it for offensive, like she could pick up objects and, and like be aggressive Ooh, with it. And learn stuff instead of just researching it in the mm-hmm. archives. That mm-hmm. would be really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, then Joe. Because that's her team, right? Uh, healing. Just No. I'm sorry. Like, I, I always, like, I'm thinking of this in terms of uh, a four-person RPG team. And I'm like, you've got, you've yeah. got, Ich- you've got Ichabod, who's your scholar. Who's maybe your your cleric? Not your cleric. Your because um, cleric's a healer class. Cleric's a healer class. Like he's your he's your paladin. Okay. You've got Abby, who's your sorcerer. Okay. You've got Jenny, who's your straight up warrior. Okay. And then you've got Joe, who's your cleric. Got to have your healer class. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking at it because that that was why I got really excited when Joe. I found out Joe was an EMT because I was like, oh, that's a more complete team. It really is. Because I'm thinking like Might and Magic back in the day, like your four person RPG yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that question, so Jasmine. It's a little on the nose, but yeah. That's fun. Um, that was kind of like sorting them. Yeah. Ooh. What, <laughs> ooh. What house would you put Joe Corbin in? Because we sorted. Okay. Hufflepuff all the way yeah, for me. Yeah. Okay. I love uh, Joe. I think Joe's great. Uh, yeah. Oh, and um, she says, uh, after writing this whole review, gasps, did Nevins know something bad would happen to Jenny because she took off the shard with no gloves? He put on a glove when he took it out of the rock. I see you, Nevins. I don't, did he know? I don't know that he anticipated her taking it. But that's not the question. 
Do you think he Did noticed Nevins that? Did know something bad would happen to Jenny because yes. she took the shard with no gloves? I don't know that he saw what it absorbed. Because I don't know if maybe it's... But then why would he wear the gloves? Well, I think he knew that something could happen, but I don't know that he saw it happen. Uh-huh. Okay. He knew, maybe knew the potential was there. Yes. Okay. But not maybe that it has actually happened. I see what you're saying. Okay. Um... Yes, all and she's she she lives. She put so many quotes in here from the show; they're it's all great. hilarious. Yes, we got the bitch with the box. We heard that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pandora really looked pretty in her new dress. I've been hearing some of the god slash goddess speak. Yep, she has a theory, so we're gonna get her theory on record. Okay, because you you mine was the wedding thing. Yes, her theory is maybe Pandora is a goddess that was trying to get back to her realm, and maybe her fear tree is a portal to that realm, or maybe the destroyers in quotes and some other life, banish someone evil Pandora loves, and she needed to open the portal to go and get them. Mm. That's her theory. So we'll see what happens. Okay. We'll see if we, we we'll have to give her this, credit. We'll see where this tree door leads. Yep. To hell. <laughs> uh, random ass theory. Okay. Those are kind of my favorites. Yeah, I love those. Uh, Abby and Jenny's dad is that god that Pandora is trying to get back. He couldn't stay with his daughters because he had to return to his realm, but something bad happened and he got trapped inside the evil tree. Or what if Abby did something when she was little that made him disappear and that's why Pandora is picking on Abby? And then in strike through text, she says, I realize that won't happen since they recently saw him with his new family. And Pandora yeah. would need a portal to see him. It sounds yeah. really cool. <laughs> it does sound really cool. But that, that goes back to they're going to do something with the dad. It's just a matter of what. Yeah, they didn't introduce him for no reason. And I, they already blew my theory out of the way, which is he was the one that hired Sophie. So Yeah, he's not Nevins. He's not Nevins. No. So, no. I don't uh, know. Da, da, da. Like I said, I, I, uh, did you catch Zoe saying the same thing Betsy said in that weird flashback dream? Just go with it. I don't like it. I did not met. I don't. <laughs> Nobody likes it. Nobody likes her. Uh, could she and Betsy be the same person or related somehow? God, I hope not. I You think, though, if she's... Okay, she's clearly a history buff because of the whole she's involved with the historic building business. So, I see where I you're think, going. I think if she knew she was a Betsy Ross descendant... She would She know. would have mentioned it, especially mm. when she was dressed up as Betsy Ross. But maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she doesn't know. Yeah. I still cringe a little when Abby asks about Zoe. We all do. Ichabod at least met Daniel on screen. That's true. So... And Daniel's being a piss baby about it. More quotes. Your roommate. And she ends with, enough of my ramblings. Can't wait to hear your thoughts in the podcast. Well, we can't wait to hear your thoughts about the next episode. I know. So, I love feedback. Feedback is fun. I do. And I love uh, I love the theories that she's throwing at us and the different angles, um, different perspective. I love all of that. Now, uh, not to be remiss, let me hop on over to Twitter because Miss Charlotte. Yes. she. There were some pros and some cons for Miss Charlotte. Um. Hang on, some of these got duplicated, so let me make sure I don't... Um, I think there's one pro tweet and one con tweet. But they're but they were all... Both of those were duplicated, so there's four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, things I liked, she says, uh, Abby read from the journal. Hell yes. Which brings her knowledge, West Indian culture, and myth. Yep. She did not like Abby not wearing protection into a fight. Yeah. And Jenny Mills ignoring a mystical ruby melting into her hand. Yeah. I have a problem with that as well. Yes. Uh, oh, the, the tweets aren't exactly the same, but she says, uh, Abby Mills referring to something from the journal, Grace Dixon bringing her knowledge Caribbean mythology. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the other one's the same thing. Okay. Uh, let me make sure that I get, somebody tweeted at us that they love Pandora. 
Okay. Uh, right on. You have every right okay. to love her. Yeah. I think she's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, that's that's all the tweets. Um, okay. So, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, sorry, now I'm, I'm just kind of twittering. <laughs> Don't twitter during have, the podcast. I have three accounts. I know you Sorry. Do. Trying to keep up with um, for three totally separate things things in my life one being the podcast one being another thing that you and I do together and yes, then there's do. then I have my own Twitter yes good times um so yeah that's all the feedback we have uh so guys we want to encourage you please send us your thoughts your theories everything random podcast at gmail.com yo um I do want to discuss something that's kind of spo- spoiler spoilery okay yes um casting news but then some of this might actually be kind of spoilery so um I'm going to give you guys so time So if you to... consider those spoilers, thank you for listening, and please come back next week. Yes, yeah, so thanks for listening and all that stuff. So da, 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 da. I have to unlock my laptop because I went to sleep. Do, 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 do. Okay, now. All right, so um, there has been casting news. There is a character that's coming out in episode eight, I think it is. Okay, so two more episodes, or episode after next yes uh his name is the actor's name is peter mensa okay he was the messenger in 300 he's the guy who gets kicked into the pit oh i like him this is sparta he's been in all kinds of stuff i like him but that's the one you know him from he is a very large man he's a very large human being yes Uh, but he is playing the hidden one oh that sounds cool Yes. Please let this be cool. Uh, Love another person of color. That's awesome. Absolutely. And he, oh, and he is so dark, too. If you see, he yes. is like, he's a very black, black man. Yes. Very handsome, too. Can, oh, oh, okay. I don't care. Can he stand next to Abby? Because that will be hilarious. Because <laughs> he is a very tall man. Yes. Yes. So I did some looking into who Hidden One is. And I believe it's Amun. Uh... Or a men in Greek mythology. Uh, he was a major Egyptian deity. Uh, he was attested... And I'm reading straight from Wikipedia. So, y'all, I'm not putting a link to this because this is straight from Wikipedia. He was attested since the Old Kingdom together with his spouse, Amunet. Okay. Which I know that name from uh, Penny Dreadful. So, ah. mm, uh, He rose to the position of patron deity of Thebes yeah. by replacing Monthu. Okay. After the rebellion of Thebes against Hiskos and the rule of Amos the first, Amun required national importance expressed in his fusion with the sun god Ra as Amun-Ra. Amun-Ra retained chief importance in the Egyptian pantheon through the new kingdom. With the exception of the something, 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 something. Amun-Ra in this period, 16th to 11th centuries BC, held the position of transcendental, self-created creator deity. That's pretty badass. Yeah, whatever. So uh, basically the Egyptian god. God yeah, of gods. Kind of, the, kind of the big one. His position as king of gods. Oh, there we go. Developed to the point of virtual monotheism where other gods became manifestations of him. So in a very crude, because let's face it, I can be kind of crude sometimes. Yes. Egyptian Zeus. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Not a one for one, but I'm sure he's not quite as, let me stick my dick in it like Zeus is. Sure, sure. Because Pandora's bringing that, what's worth seeing as possibly Greek, possibly other 
thing. Yes. So that's cool. Um, so, but the connection to hidden one is the name Amun, written I-M-N, pronounced Amana in ancient Egyptian, meant something like the hidden one or invisible. Mm. It was thought that Amun created himself and then his surroundings. So there's where the hidden one could go. Could go. Um, so, yeah. And I think that makes a lot of sense based on what we know so far. Yes. So that's pretty cool. So who knows if that's where they're going to go, but that's I'm what we got. I'm excited to see that actor. I like him. Yeah. I actually knew he'd got cast a few weeks ago. I just forgot about him. Yeah. And I don't couldn't remember if we'd mentioned him before or not, mm -mm. but I must not have because you seem to not I know, this is know about me. that. So cool. I'm glad I didn't spoil that before. <laughs> and he was in... Um, because you know they made the 300 sequel prequel? Yes, he was in both he of them. He was in that one, yeah, too. he was in both of them. But everybody knows this yeah, is Sparta. This is Sparta. That every, yeah, I doubt there's anybody listening to this who does not know yeah. that scene. Because even if you've not seen the movie... You've seen that clip. You know the clip. Yeah. So, this is Sparta! I need to rewatch that movie. I have it. Okay. Just saying. So, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm tapped out. Me, too. All right. So, let's tap out. Thank you guys Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.